But welcome um, to the three hour episode of Breaking the Panel. <laughs> no, so so my problem with the way they're doing things with Star Wars, as we discussed prior to Huh? You're the one rally. You're the one on petition.com with Bring Me Song of the South. Chris Wisdom wants Song of the South. I ain't said shit about it, Chris. Uh-huh. Welcome to Breaking the Panel, where these fuckos ride shotgun with me all week long. Uh, I did listen to the episode last week, but I'll get to that in a second. Rock out podcasting, Charles at Fall. Forgot where you were. Where did uh, you, you, can, you can tell us how awesome it was right now. Right over there is, is, is Paul Klotz. Yep. And then there's Phil Keating. Yep. And then there's Chris Wisdom. All right, fuckos. Uh, I did. I listened to to the the episode last week, and I thought it was very slow and self serving and bloated, like like a Kojima like a Hideo Kojima game. You know, I just felt like it was like really weird, backpacky shaped, and whatever. Man, it took forever to get the fucking Kevin Smith. Jesus H. Christ. I'm like, if they fucking in this show and don't talk about Kevin Smith, I'm firing all three of them. <laughs> I had you on speed dial ready to go. But uh, so, yeah, Chris, I've got your audio ready because uh, I see you have a kind of cute. Do we want to start with that or where we want to go? I, I don't care. It's however you guys want to do it. If we just want to close out from last week, we can hit it at the top. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> this is what uh, about eight minutes long, and I will, I, will <laughs> I believe the caveat, Chris, was you weren't prepared, uh, and not in a good way. I mean, you were just caught off guard. You weren't ready yep. for it. So, yo, know, we're gonna be kind and not not call you a fuck boy and. And oh, you might still, I mean, if you, well, once you hear the audio, you may, because uh, I, I felt like a fuckboy. Shut up, fuckboy! <laughs> <laughs> just call me Kyle. <laughs> I just, I was, Fuck you, Kyle! <laughs> I was just calling you Mrs. Smith and be done with it. Uh, so. That's fair. Are you That's drinking fair. wine? Well, with this hand. <laughs> I don't want to know what the other hand's doing <laughs> at all. We don't need to know. All right. Are you double fisting for the show? I am. Chianti and uh, uh, Oktoberfest. I do it. What the fuck is wrong with you? What kind of serial killer <laughs> double fists Chianti and Oktoberfest? Uh, <laughs> all right. Here comes, <laughs> here comes your audio. All right, panel tears. This is your favorite host, Chris. I'm here with Kevin Smith and uh, Jason Muse. Uh, we're here for uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot special roadshow. Uh, I got some got some access, and we're going to use it. Get yes. these guys. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad you guys have been such a big influence. I'm delighted to be here. I've never been on a podcast before. <laughs> what is a podcast? Can you explain this new technology to me? It's, it's, think of it like a radio show, but you can listen to it whenever you want. Done and done. Sounds kooky. Yeah. Sounds very bougie and, and <laughs> next world, but I'll give it a shot. That's, that's amazing. Um, so you guys have this this scope of influence that you guys have done like i don't i don't know how many times a day you guys get told i have a podcast right and just do you guys feel do you guys feel like responsible for all the good and the bad you just you want to just claim the good ones like like your kids you all have your favorite children right? no I mean, well i mean you yours is easy the one that you like the best is also one you like the least yeah. <laughs> i got one to choose from i'm i'm gonna leave this to kevin because i do i know he does have an answer but i'll say from my perspective i don't feel like i have any influence but kevin does 
often tell people, hey, you know, just go out there and do something. Uh, you have your uh, creative tongue. You have stories. Do it. And a lot of people, I feel like, have done it. So uh, that's my perspective is Kevin, yes, I feel like is uh, pretty influential. He's made me go and do a podcast called Jay and Saul Bob Get Old that I do it to sexy, sexy guy. No. I, for me, it's... I mean, I'm glad other people do podcasts now. It's an incredibly crowded medium at this point. But that was kind of always the dream that, like, everybody would do it. Like, for years, I was out there going, everybody should try this. It's fucking fun. (laughs) Now, a lot lot of people are. Not everybody, because there's still a vast amount of listeners and whatnot. But now everybody is stepping up to the plate. I've only ever seen good on my side in as much as, like, hey, this podcast saved his life. Or, hey, Babylon shined a light on a guy that I thought was real funny that people don't necessarily know. Same thing with Smodcast. You know, basically, that's what I do with my podcast, where I'm like, here's this other person that I think is special or funny. Why don't you enjoy them as well? But the bad, you know, I don't, I don't know what the bad would be. Oh, you haven't heard my show, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, I whoa, whoa! This thing is a bad whoa. show because, like, okay, where's the right I, mouth? I don't care what. Why are you going to shit talk our own show that you're there? Interviewing them now. I'm there with Kevin Smith, the king of self-deprecation. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get in there with him, right? That's, that's the deal. Like, and that's how you. you, you the Rock oh, guy does not down talk any goddamn thing he ever does, motherfucker. Well, no, I just say it. He does it for you. <laughs> <laughs> God, fuck you. That's, that's why we're here. <laughs> we're just we're here to keep you down near the earth, Rock God. So you're so what you're saying is you're the man. You're here to keep me down. Yeah, I got you. All yeah, right. To make sure that people? you don't rise again, Charles. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know how this works. Uh, I'm going to mute your ass. You're Atlas and we're the globe. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> Chris, tell me when we should stop for the points here. No, no, you're good. I just didn't know how you guys want to. No, I think, I think if they bring up a point when we discuss, somebody say something and we'll pause it. Yeah. What the podcast is, I don't care who it appeals to, one person or one million people, whether you're serial or whether you're, you know, fucking a podcast you've never heard of before. Like, there's always going to be an ardent audience for it. Like, there's always someone to listen to what you have to say who's like, yeah, I identify with that. And and because of that, you never know, man. Like, you could put out a show not thinking about anything but like, hey, we fulfilled our schedule. It was fun to have a talk and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, years later, you run into somebody who's like, can I tell you about how that podcast saved my life? And you're like, what? Some stupid shit that I said with my friends years ago? Like, that's kind of nuts. So, you know, there's no bad to self-expression. Even if, like, it's not to your taste. Like, look, my self-expression ain't to a lot of fucking people's (laughs) tastes. So I know it's okay to have a limited audience. You could still do quite well without appealing to everybody. But I don't know. It's only been good. I feel very good about the podcasting legacy. Filmmaking legacy, I always felt weird about because... You know, people were inspired to make a movie by clerks, and making movies is expensive. So some people like spent twenty, fifty thousand dollars, and didn't have the same story that I did. So it was always much easier with podcasts because I'm like, oh, try this. It don't cost you anything. It's fucking free and stuff like that. 
So, you know, one of, one of the main things that, that's always struck me about you and the way you've done not, not only your movies, but especially it translates into the podcast, is it's all about your friends, you know, and it's just hanging out with your friends. And that's where Jay, like, mm-hmm. anytime somebody just talks to me about podcasts, like, what podcast do you listen to and where did you get started? Like, I got started listening to podcasts to you and Scott. Nice. But I will tell you, those first six episodes of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, good mm-hmm. Lord, if they gave Oscars for <laughs> podcasting, <laughs> like, you guys deserve awards for those. And just, like... Uh, I mean, your story. Is it really that good? I've never heard it, Chris. Is it's, it really that good? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you, you, you can mock me all you want. I'm going to stand by it. It's so good. <laughs> deeper, Polly, deeper. It no, it's, just it's really so, so, I mean, God, I almost wish there was a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just, it's about, it's about uh, Jay's addiction and how it affected Kevin and their relationship. And like the, the through line is, is Jay and trying to get through to him and the addiction um, and breaking through that and trying to break that cycle. It's just, it's, it's, it's really good. It's, it's good. Listen, those first six episodes are amazing. Cool. So did, did you swallow at the end of this interview or did you just let them finish on your chest? Uh, well, I mean, I didn't swallow all of it because I had to give them the, I mean, the obligatory on my face. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, I mean, I God, I almost wish there was a Disney movie. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> it would be so good. But I mean, like I can see, like that's where you guys specifically run this gamut of, you know, I'm sitting here bullshitting with my friends on this podcast. I'm talking about Frasier on this podcast, but on this one, I'm talking about like real shit, like mm-hmm. the love of, of this, this, the love for this man that I have enough that I don't leave his side. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's tough love. And sometimes I just got to let him do what he does. Mm-hmm. But at the end, it's all about keeping him alive. And then it's the, the, the amount of good you guys put out in the universe is in look at the good, the good we get back though it's like you know if, if you believe the bible there's a quote in there that says like whatever good you do comes back to you sevenfold <clears throat> for as much as like people get something out of what we do they gave us a way to make a living they gave us an audience so fuck the money just relevancy mm-hmm. like that someone goes hey like what you're saying matters to me makes you feel like right on alright I'm still I still matters fucking somebody um but it also like it connects you to like you know a, like we're not here today without that podcast mm-hmm. without like you know the intervention podcast like people are always saying oh you're so good to Jason and the way you stuck by Jason I'm like without Jason I literally have nothing and sticking by Jason like was no like hard feet especially when the end result is shit like this where it's like oh we get to make a movie um, so yeah for me I mean, he could probably tell it better, but like the pod, that podcast that we share together actually made us better friends than we were prior to doing the podcast. You know, if that's, and it is possible. I was going to say if that's, but if it's uh, somehow, if you can get your head around it, even Clerks, Small Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Chainsaw and Bob Strike Back, Clerks 2, this was more like brother, older brother, younger brother, or dad. And son relationships, sometimes husband and wife. <laughs> but but now it's more like we're equals. Now we're friends, and and you know there's no more like I gotta look out for Jason. We yeah. look out for each other. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know he's grown up, so there's no more like man you gotta you gotta fucking clean up after Jason's mess. He he doesn't have any more messes, no. and you know that all he has, he's like a golden goose that keeps cracking crapping fucking eggs. 
And, you know, every once in a while you have to clean some shit off him, but there it is, a golden fucking egg. Mm-hmm. And now he's he's got his golden egg that he's made, and hopefully, she, I mean, he's like, yeah. this whole family structure is this, well, yeah. no, but this whole family structure for you, I mean, I I've got a, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old at home, and I love him to death, and oh, I guess it's just it's a perfect time. Um, I don't want to take up too much more time, awesome, uh, but I appreciate yeah. I appreciate the words. No, appreciate I see you yeah. yeah. um, No, but I love it. I love it, and thank you very much. I'm glad you really love because I, I do the same thing uh, last thing I'll say is is you said the first six episodes it's funny because I say the same thing uh, you know it's really sweet like some girl yesterday at the photo op hugged me there's 45 fucking seconds left I haven't heard for the obligatory ask I'm waiting Chris for it to come and said hey man you uh, saved my mom because she was hooked on drugs and she listened to the podcast I pushed her to listen to the podcast um, and she you know now she's been sober a couple of years and I always think that's amazing because it's not something I expected but I tell people too when they just say hey man I heard your story on, on Kevin's Q&A or whatever I'll be like listen to the first at least the first six episodes even if they don't want to listen to later on it gets to become sex stories and let us fuck and all that <laughs> yeah. first six episodes Episodes, I, even though he's the one talking and not me, I find it even myself. It's really, uh, really strong. I tell people at least this in the first six episodes, and it's Kevin's perspective, and it's fantastic. So listen to Jay and Sound Bob get old. Thank you, <laughs> Phil. There was a boss to read that was gotten. What would be the obligatory ask if you're recording something for a podcast? What would be the the standard awesome thing to do for the show you're fucking on? Uh well he 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 did it for his friends. <laughs> and he, three and seconds. He, hey, this is Kevin Smith and you're listening to Breaking the Panel. Two seconds. I did it in two fucking seconds, Chris. Two goddamn seconds. I think but we'll just Charles roll McCall. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fuck it. Fuck it. We're just going to roll Charles saying it. Oh, All right. Well, Chris, God. now that he was a baby about it, I guess you can just delete those files and never give them over to him. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Way to ruin the surprise, Charles. Uh-huh. Surprise my dick. So it was a good interview. That was fun. I, it, was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Like So when I walked away, I was like, man... As as much as I like to imagine that I sound like Kevin Smith in my head, like <laughs> the end product is I sound like Jay, <laughs> and I haven't done as many drugs. <laughs> no, oh, it was such a no. good time, though. Those guys, I, I can't I, yeah. even tell you how. Cool I, I I personally think you did a good job uh, juggling the testicles. <laughs> I mean, you were double fisting all night yeah, long. I mean, the like, middle out. No, but you, you did a good. Jo- I think you did a good job in the short time that you had to ask some questions, get their their responses, but also to let them know, you know, what they mean to you. Mm-hmm. And I think you're just echoing the sentiments. We've talked about this before, maybe not on the show, but we've talked about it as a group that people like Kevin and there's a couple other people, high profile people who've done so much for podcasting and brought so many fresh eyes and ears to the medium and legitimized the medium in such a way, this show probably wouldn't exist if not for people like that. As a matter of fact, one of my early inspirations was uh, early Smodcast stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that was one of the things that got me to talk to Charles and Brian when they were doing FTH. And here we are, you know, so indirectly, Kevin Smith is responsible for this network existing. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, it's uh, I think you did a good job of expressing that sentiment to them while not completely like licking every <laughs> every inch of them uh, in the short time that you had. But you you got some good answers out of them. And I liked hearing Jay's perspective because he's always going to defer. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You could tell. And, uh, but he like him getting to share his experience as a recovering addict and in having other recovering addicts say what they're saying to him that's that's awesome to hear yeah i uh it was tough because you know like i said they put me on the they kept put me on the spot right there so i'm trying to formulate questions in my mind that don't come back to the same six questions he gets all the time oh like what got you started in podcasting and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. and i'm just trying to frame it and i'm still i'm still fanboying at this point because this is about two minutes into meeting them like this is after the hug we go we sit down we talk about shirts Ari asked me what shirt I want, and then it's it's hey let's record something. I'm like oh shit. Uh, so you know he's and when Kevin Smith or any of but any of those pod fathers when they say oh you're you're you have a podcast let's record something like you gotta <laughs> you, you don't gotta, say no yeah no, exactly yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta grab your balls and do it right <laughs> just shores you up I guess. Well, you did, you know, for definitely not going in being prepared or even thinking about the possibility, you pulled it off, man. Yeah. Uh, except you shit on her show and, and you didn't get him to to say no, the name so, of the show. You so, even mentioned right. you didn't even name drop Rock out of podcasting. I'm ashamed of you. I have well, taught that, you how to name drop. Right. Taught me that access. That is exactly what got me that kind of access. <laughs> 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 but no, so um, I like I didn't have him plug the show, and I did and. I, I, I was already kicking myself, Charles. So thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. But no, I did. Um, I did during the q and I got, I was the second person in line to ask a question. So I, I, I put it out there to bring him on the show to try and get him on the show. He didn't say no. He's like, yeah, because the teaser that I gave him was, I know I got a, I got a Walt Flanagan right. story. You don't know. So did you suck his dick? Yeah. I, I listened last <laughs> week. I did. And I actually was looking at the clock going, it's an hour and a half in and there's no Kevin Smith talk. These boys are going to get fired. And then you finally got to it and I was happy. Uh, so that was cool, man. It, it, it sounded like a really good experience. I know you gave him some swag, some toy power, and I don't remember what all we put in there. I know toy we power, gave, uh, Pokemon the, Go. One of the Squirtles, the the TMNS yeah. break, uh, sticker from uh, Pokemon Go. Gave him a button from breaking the panel. Yeah, okay, cool. And stuff, so. Cool. Uh, I, oh, <clears throat> and one last thing. So oh, yeah. we were supposed to, with that fan experience, you're supposed to get an exclusive Kevin Smith, uh, Jason Mewes item that they didn't have on hand when we got there. And they're like, sorry, we don't have them on hand. We're going to send them to you in the mail. And I got it okay. in the mail yesterday. Um, so just from the outside, it looks like a, like a comic book. Right, right. right. But it is indeed the script for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, wow. By both Kevin and Jay. So it's, it was good. Like I was flipping through. It was cool because I've been telling Kim about uh, the heart that this movie's got in it, and I've, I've flipped like immediately too. I was like, "Oh, I gotta find, I gotta find Holden's line. This 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 monologue that he does talking about the kids and 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 re- like I read it, and as I'm reading it, I was starting to starting to roll a tear a little bit because it just it grabs <laughs> you. Like it's like I said, like I'm in the right place in my life for this movie to hit where it does, and it's and this goes right back to everything we talk about week in and week out. Um, in pretty much in the context that we do, but it, it flips the script and makes you apply it to like your kids. And it's, it's so good. Like, and I want to read it to you guys, but I don't want to ruin the movie for you when it comes out because <laughs> Ben Affleck can read it. He can, he can say it so much better than I can, I can read it. Um, and Kevin did say that uh, he was, he was, he was updating that, that script like up to when they shot it 
Um, and Ben Affleck, he didn't, he didn't use cue cards or anything. He memorized it all. And Kevin would want to change something and he'd be like, okay, I got it. And he'd, he'd memorize the change that Kevin had. And then he'd, he'd recite it like verbatim and just, I bet he'd put that, that Affleck to it. So good. It's That's good stuff. Fun. I can't recommend that movie enough. It's good. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, we are definitely, I mean, in a golden age of cinema where you can do what's never been done before. Right. He, he started making movies, what, 20 years ago. And his style, of course, is just the talk in his life. So he's gone from what we've watched with with clerks all the way up to, you know, you're talking about now or something about the kids and the family. And, and I'm sure. So, I, like you said, uh, on all your public statements were uh, this from the viewers universe. This is exactly what you would expect, but also has the, the heart and where we are now. And uh, I did hear what you said about you know, if, if you watch clerks and then today for the first time, then immediately turn around and watch clerks, too. You might not get it. But you put that distance in there. It's a, mm-hmm. I just keep saying that about uh, uh, other movies and stuff, too. It's a really cool time period to have stuff happen in our youth. And it carried on now our adulthood, and it relates to what we're doing now. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I saw online where he told the story about some other place they were in, Boston or wherever. And they stayed out till 2 a.m. doing the Q&As and whatnot. Oh, what time did they kick y'all out? Because it didn't sound like you stayed. No, you called me at like midnight. Yeah, no, we didn't say that late. Um, and, and I didn't stay after the show to see uh, like him signing and stuff. Cause I think, so at that 2 AM they, they go upstairs after the show and they do whatever. So then it was probably just people waiting for him down in the lobby and on the street level when they're leaving. Like they, they did a real good job um, between the shows. They came down um, cause they had three shows that day. They would come down between shows and sign more stuff for people that didn't pay for the fan experience or whatever, but wanted to get on. Wow. Three so shows in one day three shows, but it's Kev and he yeah. loves the sound of his own voice more than you, which I didn't think was possible, but I mean, he, does it, he does it in an entertaining way. I tell you, he's my squad goals, man. That's what I'm saying. Um, but very but cool. Yeah, Pittsburgh was where Pittsburgh was where that happened with the uh, scalper and, and mm-hmm. Phil should be finding where that dude is that, or this, the signature, vendor finding him and kneecapping him i mean that's philly you just kneecap anybody you see (laughs) well i agree with what kevin was saying is that you don't have to be rude about it Mm -hmm. you know i mean know that what you're doing is what you're doing and you're that's not being a dick yep yeah so all right some headlines uh well the biggest headline that hit is is do you still have Disney Plus? Because I know everybody else has Disney Plus. Did you sign yeah, up? For, yeah, of course. Okay, don't fucking of course of me. Course. You you tell me every Monday night you don't watch TV. You have movies in fucking of cellophane. Course. Yeah. Did, did you read the the Facebook post like like Philly? I didn't see Phil's name anywhere. I saw Paul Claude's comment. It was on the Discord. Is that what you're talking about? It was on the Discord? Staying home with... Uh... Okay. Yeah, because no, I didn't was, see his it comments. Was, it was in the, the chat that he's not in on Facebook anymore. Uh, oh, yeah. The one that ends up throwing... Yeah, no. That one had to... It got crazy. It's too much for me. It got, it, you yeah. left? I, didn't you get kicked out? I, too, hate hanging out with my fellow podcast. There's Discord. Camaraderie. <laughs> Camaraderie, maybe. Y'all fucking... Nobody addresses uh, me as the director in that chat. 11 people. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckos. I, I don't know what... I like this post-Kevin Smith Christopher, man. <laughs> So Disney Plus first impressions, uh, Chris. I know you're gonna pull up the post. Uh, man, we got a lot of traction on that post. You you went up to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash breaking the panel, and you you posted, hey, 
Disney Plus is here. What's what's everybody doing? You you really stirred it up, and lots of different people got in there and made comments about what they saw first. And I I'd heard faint rumors of issues during the day. Uh, only one person on our post said they couldn't get in. Everybody else said nope. Everything's smooth and fine. And uh, what what's uh, your first impression, Chris? Um, it was good. So I got on first thing in the morning. I just happened to check when I got up at six. So I think about 6.13 was the first time I logged on. 6.30 was about the first time I logged on. And I was surprised to see it up because I thought it wasn't supposed to be until 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, now, I did as I kind of floated around the site. I was erroring out on a few things. Mandalorian started up fine. So that was, I mean, for me, that was a good thing. Mandalorian started right up. But it was the stuff that we we were worried about going in that there was... Um, you know, no option to download the app prior to, yeah. we're all worried about that, that first day traffic and what it did. But I mean, seeing the traffic, as far as people complaining about not being able to go on, I think the bulk of that died out before noon and then intermittent issues throughout the day. But I mean, they really, they got ahead of everything. They handled it. There wasn't a lot of, uh, issues at coming outside of that first day, let alone past lunch on day one, um, I, for me, the, the it's intuitive. I mean, it's it's another Hulu or Amazon or Netflix, what have you. I mean, it's they're all going to operate pretty much the same. Probably HBO or uh, HBO Now. It's probably the one that's closest to to what Disney Plus is for me um, that I've seen <clears throat> uh, the interface anyway. Uh, it's it's smooth. I do like on the uh, on the Roku. I don't know if you guys use Roku or mm-hmm. Amazon. I use Roku. But if, if you do Roku, depending on the app, you can use the QWERTY on your phone to do a search function and others it won't allow you to. This one allows you to do it. So I was like, all right, well, oh, you're, nice. 75%, you're 75% for me right there because I can type <laughs> it into my phone and not arrow over to each character. Um, but I mean, it's 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 good. It's smooth. I, I haven't really had any issues. Um, anything that I tried to get into that I couldn't get into earlier, I was able to get into later in the afternoon. I showed the, I showed the daughter... Uh, uh, gummy bears and then this morning yes. i started uh rescue rangers for the kids this morning um we'll come up with uh with that theme song so nice yeah. paul yeah uh i had a little bit of the experience that you were dealing with with uh not being able to change profile pictures and stuff for a little bit but that was it like yeah it was a, a little slow to react for the first few minutes that i was using it but i immediately once i jumped in uh, I waited until the afternoon, so I wasn't in in the morning time, so I probably missed the the big rush there. Because you woke up at 4 p.m. Because <laughs> 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 you were up late the night before. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Shit. Huh? What? How the fuck do you know when I wake up? <laughs> oh, I know. I watch. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> please, please stop. Oh, I told you to get away from the window before. <laughs> you know, poor Chris's family, always thinking he's away on training and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's really in upstate New York with a ladder, just like, yo, <laughs> yo. Yeah, that- 50 bucks, little man. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, so I immediately jumped in and watched The Mandalorian, which was uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, we can talk about that a little bit later, though. But uh, So that played fine for me. I then went and kind of like bummed around the app a little bit, trying to see what else was available. I, I played an episode of the X-Men animated show, and I was like, I ain't got time for this. <laughs> I wandered around the app some more, and it just like everything seemed fine. Uh 
I have a, a, a few minor gripes about the way the I was using it on PC. The way the app is laid out on PC, it could be a little bit better, uh, but it, it'll get there, I'm sure. They'll do a revision at some point. Uh, they'll have, if not equal, comparable functionality to most other streaming services at some point, I'm quite sure. Uh, one of the, the cool parts, though, is you do have, obviously, the multiple profiles thing that was really easy to find and set up right away. Uh, so I share my account with mm. a couple of other people. It's actually not my account. It's my roommate's account. Uh, and so it was went in, set mine up, set one up for Nicole, uh, set one up for Sean so that we weren't messing with his queue or whatever or his suggested. And, yeah, I mean – jumped in i watched a bunch of stuff yesterday today i used it again to watch uh nicole and i watched a new hope uh her first time running through and uh we're going to talk about a little bit about that a little later it's one of our news bits after this but um it's the 4k version so it looked awesome like it was really crisp and yeah it's just it's exactly what you expected out of a um a streaming service for me though the big thing is like my facebook was was blowing up with people talking about this yeah and i felt like it's one of those maybe once or twice a year we get one of those cultural touchstone moments where like everybody's talking about what's going on that day uh you know with a few years ago, it was the when Pokemon Go came out, right? Yep. Sure. Everybody who was a Pokemon fan was like, for a, at least a week, was like, I can be the very best. And they, you know, <laughs> all anybody wanted to talk about on Facebook and other social media was, we're playing Pokemon Go and we're seeing, you know, dozens, hundreds of people at local parks and stuff. And it's amazing. And I felt like it was, this was like that, except everybody was at home on their couches. <laughs> uh, everybody was talking about, uh, you know, Disney plus and just like, I, I think a lot of people hadn't seen the list. Like we all had, like we went through it on the show here. So we were like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, but a lot of people were going through and they were like, you know, the classics like, Oh, rescue Rangers. And Oh wow. Like, you know, all the classic and the vault stuff, everything. It was, it's just crazy. And a lot of people were talking about it. And then you had people like Tony P Henderson who were like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, With the Mandalorian finishes, I guess I'll jump in. Uh, I don't know. I don't really care. That's a pretty dead on Tony. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw a couple other hipsters doing the same thing. Like, well, one person was like, yeah. "Yeah, it's pretty underwhelming," and I was like, "Underwhelming? You could okay." There are a lot of conversations we can have about Disney Plus and the state of streaming services and stuff. There's four thousand hours of content. They, somebody did the math, but not counting the the uh, platform exclusive stuff that came out at launch, meaning Mandalorian, the Jeff Goldblum show, and a couple others that they they did. There were four thousand hours walking in, including two films that were not expected. Endgame was not expected to be on here yet uh, because of prior agreements, but it ended up working mm -hmm. out. And something else, there was another film that added six hours to it, just shy of four thousand hours. Uh, so like yeah no if you and i literally said if you found disney plus underwhelming you don't fuck with disney yeah like you just don't like and i that's fine because for years i said disney wasn't my thing until they bought marvel and until they bought star wars <laughs> and then i was like hmm disney kind of my thing now <laughs> they kind of they bought all my things so 
Well, and I wondered too going in because a lot of people had that reaction, like, "Oh, it's Disney. What do they have besides Marvel and, and Star Wars?" Like, I think, I think some of that was just people not remembering how much Disney touched. Because you could not be a kid in the '90s and not have been Darkwing you know, Duck, Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles, yeah. Ducktales, yep. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, yep. Tailspin. I mean, that was that was. That was an afternoon cartoon block. If you weren't watching Fox Kids and hitting the and and I think in some, I honestly I think in some areas I think you still saw those Disney cartoons on Fox being shown with with Ninja Turtles and uh, Super yeah. Mario Brothers Super Show and those things. Um, it, it's weird. I think people just think uh, it's it's. I think it's hard for them sometimes because there's so much to realize how 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 touched by the mouse they've been. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yeah, Phil. So I ran oh, into those. Oh, oh. Ah, yeah. you. <laughs> diatribe. What? what? Why are you passing my my baton? Because you just Chris ca- stole it and ca- went back over the border with it. And you already came all over Disney. I don't understand. What? What else? No, you I, I did have one one negative right. thing to point out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pieces of shit. And Epstein uh, didn't kill himself. All right, moving on. <laughs> No, there were, there was one downside thing. Uh, Nicole ran into it. Apparently when you start a series, you, it doesn't save your progress in the series. Oh, so you're going to have to go back in and figure out what episode you watched. Okay. Uh, that better fixed in the first 48. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That better get fixed real quick. Cause that's going to be a real problem. I'm done. I yield. I yield to the gentleman from to, to the gentleman from, from Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, you do, bitch. <laughs> uh, so I was one of those schmucks that ran into every goddamn issue that was going on with Disney Plus. I woke up at five thirty Eastern time and uh, said, "Well, it's Disney time. Let's get this downloaded." Uh, downloaded perfectly fine, but then it wouldn't let me access some of the content. I would go into the Mandalorian. It would say, this is unavailable right now. Sorry for the inconvenience. I would try to watch programs and we would be all good and whatnot. And then it would start buffering 10 minutes in. Mm. Then maybe five minutes after that. It's like it was, there was no pattern to my buffering. Um, so those were the issues that I was having yesterday and a little bit today, not with the not available at the moment, but uh, still dealing with the buffering issues. But I mean, I also have gone through multiple wow launches and I, I know that like, Hey, there are millions upon millions upon millions of people trying to access this right now. So yeah, things are going to be a little buggy for the next three to five days until they get all the kinks worked out. They had, did anybody have a number? I heard a number. Anybody get a real number? I oh, how many yeah. subscribers in the first day? Yeah. Or how many? Like, I didn't. I, I heard six to seven million people signed up on day one. Oh, I believe that. that I don't. I didn't research counting, it. Well, signed up, free? signed up, signed like signed up, signed into the service, or signed up or for what? accounts. Accounts. Wow. So I don't. I I've done zero research. I just heard that secondhand from somebody else. But um. I god damn it. I don't I'm never gonna leave this app. <laughs> uh so the first thing I watched was 90 Spider-Man because it is unavailable everywhere else and I've been wanting it for a while. And uh, me and the boy sat down. He was sick yesterday. 
I am now sick because I dealt with him all day yesterday. So for the last two days, we've just been slugs on the couch watching programs after programs after programs. And it's been pretty dope. Is tongue kissing your toddler uh, a, a home remedy the in the Shippensburg area? Eyes, I don't understand. Course, you haven't been to Shippensburg, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a. So so yeah, it, it was pretty I, great I, because, no. uh, like Christopher was saying, you know, I got I guess here's my chance. I get to bring the boy into. Hey, how'd you like Spider Man, Daddy? That was pretty dope. Thank you. <laughs> You're a good daddy. You're a dope dad. I was like, great. Let's watch some Darkwing Duck. He was like, nah. No, I'm not good with this. This is just offbeat fucking rip off Batman, Daddy. Turn this off. And I was like, oh, no, give it a chance, you know? When you got to ask DW, he's like, I got Batman in my life, Daddy. I don't need Darkwing Duck. And I was so heartbroken. But I was like, I mean, he's not wrong. But it's been great. Uh, the Mandalorian. Holy shit. Here's the thing about the Mandalorian that we'll get into during the Patreon break. Uh, and if you want to hear that breakdown, go to patreon.com slash break the panel. But fuck the Mandalorian's good. And me and the Mandalorian hold the same goddamn views on droids. And it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, my uh. God. Oh, boy. Uh, we'll break into more of that later. But hey, Star Wars made something new that I liked. Huh. Weird. Yeah, didn't you know that all of your buffering problems were because you didn't like Rogue One? Uh, they heard you. They heard you. Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just been great. I mean, we watched a little bit of the Mighty Ducks the animated cartoon, which completely blew his mind out of his asshole. He's uh, like hockey, superheroes, space. I don't know. Give me some more of those brownies, Dad. Let's have a ball. <laughs> So it's it's been really great. Um, I do want to touch on real quick. There's an, um, a new property that came out by Marvel called uh, The Hero Project. The first episode's only about 24 minutes, and it completely broke me. It was so well crafted, so beautifully made, uh, touching in the in the perfect points. And thank God it was only 24 minutes, because if it was an hour per episode, I don't know if I would make it through it. Uh, they really went above and beyond. What's the gist of it? So there's a bunch of kids who in their own personal lives are superheroes that have come over uh, giant uh, adversities in their lives and, and have kind of helped others get over the same problems. And then Marvel realizes that. And then in the short end, but not all of it, uh, Terrell tailors a comic book just for them, starring them as the lead role in it. Wow. And it, it episode one was about um, a girl who was born without uh, her forearm and how she overcame that to help other children uh, that were born without limbs. And it, it really floored me like hard. And I'm excited to see what else comes of that. And then I even popped over on the Nat Geo for a little bit and, and checked out some of the uh, the Yellowstone documentaries because I'm a big proponent of the Yellowstone National Parks and uh it's always fun to watch a little nature here and there. I, I'm really happy. I really am. Um, it, it brings up a question that my wife had today was what's their long-term plan with this? Because yeah, they can keep bringing in new content, but at some point it feels like they're going to lose steam. I disagreed. I said, well, no, because they have a whole lineup of, of original content. She's like, well, well you know, 
are you still going to buy Disney DVDs? And I said, no, because I don't open them. She's like, well, you always have that ever-present vault sitting behind them that they can easily pick off the streaming service yep. and throw them back behind you. And I said, I don't know. She's like, yo, you don't know about Disney taking things away from you that you love? Are you stupid, Phil? Yeah. A little bit because, you know, they have almost their entire collection except for Toy Story 1 on this. On yeah, the there are some mark, marked stuff that's missing, I noticed. <clears throat> Yeah, quite a quite a few. Um, quite a oh, few. Yeah, I actually I stepped on a landmine. I went to go watch the latest uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which has an entry in there, and it's not there, and it won't be there until next year. Is it still on Stars? I something like that. Yeah, which is, but I, it's got a placeholder or something weird. Yeah, but I was yeah, like, yeah. don't don't list it then. Yeah, don't yeah. like if if it was like, hey. This will be here in January or something like that. You know, if it was like a month or two out, I'd be like, oh, sure. It wasn't going to be there until like this time next year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are you even telling me that this exists then? Go away. Like- yeah, that, that's weird. Um, so I was I was under the impression the way that I read the article. So maybe it's just that when you watch Endgame, right? Is it who's who's got is it stars that has Endgame? I think it's Netflix. Netflix. Stars has something because they have to do the Stars ad. I can't remember which I can't remember which movie it is that that, that Stars has, but they because it was supposed to be ad free. And the way I read the article was when you first boot up Disney Plus, you were going to get a star an ad for Stars. But so maybe it's just when you play whatever movie it is that they still have that they're that they were like, okay, you can you can show it on launch day. But I can't remember which one it is because I didn't see. Did anybody else see a Stars ad? Mm-mm. No. Uh-uh. So then it must just be when you launch that movie. But it was only going to show at one time, I guess, was my understanding. But, hmm. I, I'm just I'm pretty happy. And, and it, it makes me hope that other services now that we're in really like 2.0 of, of, of streaming services kind of fall in line with how Disney has priced their streaming service, but also um, has displayed it and 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 pretty awesome way i'm pretty happy with the ui on this mm-hmm. would, would you argue yeah. that the streaming industry has entered the end game no <laughs> no i but i know all joking aside i agree with what you just said philip i think we are entering a 2.0 phase where this is going to change the landscape for streaming services going forward yeah I, I hope think- so I think if you are one of the networks and you are not using the daddy, you're not using the parent company as your streaming service. Um, I think you need to do, you need to follow Peacock's lead and they just announced that they're going to be, they're going to be a free service. They're going to be ad supported. Um, I'm not sure what the ads are going to look like in, uh, in their content, but uh, CBS all access man, like discovery got good. Picard's coming down the pike, but is it worth that price tag every month when I've got Disney sitting over here and, you know, Plex exists and Pirate Bay exists? I feel like they're pricing themselves out of the market now. Do you know if uh, NBC said that they're going to be making original content or if they're just going to be pushing everything from... NBC doesn't do anything original ever. I, I, don't I, mean, I meant for the streaming service. The stream, I haven't heard whether or not they're doing anything for the streaming service. Okay. I haven't heard about original content or not. Okay. Um, because, I mean, that's why CBS has that subscription so that they can bring in revenue to actually f- pay these projects to be made because nobody else is watching CBS who doesn't already have a social security check. <laughs> but I think what they're looking at is um, just the amount of revenue that's like Netflix, I think, per quarter leaves like 
is it like two or three billion dollars on the table by not doing ad support it's it's ridiculous so i i feel like cbs all access could probably make up for that in an ad supported way the same way peacock's looking even with the original the original content they'd still make that money back plus you'd get way more people watching yeah and that would only help the ad side uh what were you guys uh, and th- so this is one of the questions that i put in the post was what were the glaring omissions for you guys uh phil what do you got that um, well, I, I don't know yet. I mean, Toy Story 1 was pretty weird for me. Um, and I don't know who has that license right now, since, you know, 2 and 3 are on there right now. I would have to look into it. I didn't see a lot of the Henson production that I wanted to see. The Muppet um, Show is not there. Uh, Muppet Treasure uh, Island is not there. Yeah, well, yeah but I thought Treasure Island was there. Was Treasure Island? I don't know. There's Christmas a, there's a Carol's there. Christmas Carol's yeah. there. I thought Treasure Island was there. But, but I, I was hoping for Otter Christmas. Um, mm. But that could be coming down the road with a December, you know, Disney Christmas launch list because there's hundreds of Disney Christmas fo- uh, movies that aren't on this yet. And we don't have a schedule on when things are going to be, you know, dropped onto this, do we? Mm-mm. No, we um, don't. Uh, where Emmett Otter's concerned, I wonder if we're going to run into. Um, and I think I talked about this in the uh, I was in the Adventure Cor- Incorporated uh, Discord. Um, Frag- Fraggle Rock was missing, but I think that's because of that partnership with HBO. Yeah. HBO produced that show, it. so um, yeah. I think that's when when HBO Max comes out. That's where Fraggle Rock is going to find its home. Just the way, oh, uh, certainly, yeah. Yeah. it's on HBO it's now. On HBO Max. So yeah. Well, or, or no, is is it? I thought I looked on on now and I didn't find it because it used to be on Hulu. Um, and it's not there anymore and it's you can and even you can go look for it on amazon and it'll show all the episodes but it says it says unavailable right now hmm. and i think they're prepping the waters for okay yeah maybe now there's a problem yeah maybe so um, yeah okay. I, I i'm in the app right now uh-huh. toy story one is here oh see i looked see, i looked yesterday and i didn't see it i have a play button for toy story one uh, Muppet Treasure Island is here as well as Christmas Carol. So maybe that's some glitches because Treasure Island wasn't there when I looked last night. Uh, neither was the Muppet Show, which is interesting to me. Which uh, Muppet Show? The Muppet Show, fucko. <laughs> Not Muppets <laughs> Tonight. The no, Muppet no, no. Show. That's what's fun. I just want to make sure because okay. um, I think what, what was that? Was that CBS or NBC? It was NBC, the NBC. Muppets. And yeah. my ID on Peacock. So, and, and that's, that's, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I, I mean, we've talked about it multiple times that when, when it's produced by and what right, channel it yeah. is on, we're going to run into those, those, those weird things that everybody's like, oh, this deal works for us now. They didn't foresee what was coming, you know, 30 plus years down the line. So um, which Muppet show are you talking about? The original. The, it's called The Muppet Show. It's the one in the 70s. Where it's the okay. stage and the theater, the theaters, yeah. The, the 2011 series, is yeah, there. Muppets Tonight or whatever it was called, is no, there. Nobody wants that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I broke my heart. God, man. is Muppets Tonight almost 10 years old already? Yeah, where do the years go? I hate my children. Jesus, they just <laughs> sap it out of you. <laughs> oh, no. Phrasing was on point no, no. there. They do in Shippensburg. That's a Shippensburg thing. No. Um, uh, Charles, was there anything? I mean, you, you talked about what you thought was missing. Were there any other things that you were you were missing? From- uh, none that other people would notice, uh, but for like the kids, uh, you go. So you go to the search function, and I love it has all these collections. Before you search anything, there's all these collections. So we started diving into the Muppets collection and the cars, and um, 
the Toy Story one actually had. I, can't, I thought one was missing last night, but two and three were there for sure, and one's there now. So if it was, if it was missing, it was a glitch. But I noticed uh, the little shorts mm-hmm. are, are a fraction of the shorts that Toy Story has. Uh, I mean, we've we've paid to buy some of the ABC specials uh, that were thirty minutes. Like the toys, the time forgot was one of them. You know, and and uh, where they do the dinosaur toys and whatnot. Uh, it, it, and then, like I said, most of your audience wouldn't even know that's missing. Uh, I just noticed it because I know how many DVDs we've bought for the kids with all those on there. Uh, but I loved the search function we got on there last night. And the first thing my wife wanted to see was uh, Lady and the Tramp, the live action one, uh, which everybody keeps asking, well, what was it like? It's like the original. It's slow as shit, and we forget that it's slow as shit. And it's got really high moments, like the spaghetti moment and the Siamese cats, and the you know the moments you remember is tied together by really slow bullshit, uh, just like the animation. But it, it's good and if you liked it, and the kids loved it. They 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 enjoyed the whole thing. Uh, well, of course, watched the obligatory Jeff Goldblum episode, but we spent thirty minutes going through by the decades, looking at the stuff, uh, going through with the collections, uh, seeing everything, and just, we're going to, you know, I'm going to put the kid on the X-Men show and all that stuff. It's going to be really, really cool. Um, but the, I think the biggest thing for me is like, oh, the Muppets. And I went in. I still haven't seen Muppets. Most wanted. So I'm going to watch that. Uh, I just kind of putting that off just time-wise, um, which is the second of the two newest movies. Uh, did not see Treasure Island last night, so I'm glad that that was a glitch and that it's there now. Uh, Muppet Show probably was the biggest thing. Instantly, I noticed that it just wasn't there. And hopefully, like you said, being NBC or something. For the most part, my wife, I told my wife, like, name a movie. Which she hates when I try to make her put on a spot. She's like, uh, Cinderella. You type it in, all the Cinderellas are there. Of course, the, the original, and then they went straight to DVD with a couple. She threw out another one, typed it in. Boom, it was there. And then we scroll down, and there's Hunchback of Notre Dame. And there's Pocahontas and Pocahontas 2, which both were shit. So I don't know why you bring that. Um, yeah, Pocahontas was shit, Phil. It was it was horrible dog shit. No, um, you're wrong. Sure. You know what? Since I have a window here, uh, <laughs> I wanted to. I, I was really uh, wanted to see the Ewok live action uh, <laughs> movies on here. Uh-huh. Plus the the droids and the the droid uh, cartoons. That cartoons. Came, yeah. Yeah. But I know uh, it's all licensing and all that rasp. What do you think of it not being called Star Wars? It says Darth Vader on the collection. Did you notice that? You go to the search bar, it has the collections. It says Darth Vader, not Star Wars. There, there's a Star Wars collection here. In there, Darth Vader one? Or is it just I him as the I think there's probably a. Is there a Darth Vader? Yeah. Or is it a picture of Darth Vader? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's the same a, difference in Georgia, Chris. There, there's a Star. <laughs> There's one collection that's called Star Wars The Skywalker Saga Collection, mm-hmm. and then there's a Darth Vader collection. Yeah, um, I thought how it was different cool. they are, I'm not sure. It, it basically yeah. had all the stuff in it. Uh, uh, so what the Darth Vader collection doesn't have in it is a lot of the... No, it does have a bunch of the animated stuff. Like It has yeah. a bunch of the Lego stuff. Yeah, so it has a bunch like of Lego OT. movies. Yeah, This looks like OT stuff, so stuff where you would see Darth Vader appear. Yeah, because right. there's Revenge of the Sith starts and ends at Return of the Jedi Ooh. and everything that falls between. So, um, I oh my one. God, the Rocketeer is on here! Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh my God, the Rocketeer! And that is how our night went last night. Aaron was uh, filled. Oh my God, Rocketeer! Oh my God, this! Oh my God! Oh yeah. my God, Willow and Return to Oz. 
was. Yep. Oh my god! Dude, I started watching Willow today, and my daughter—or not today, uh, yesterday—I started watching Willow, and my daughter just went over and picked up the iPad and started watching something else, and I wanted to slap her in the face. <laughs> oh you watch god. this. You watch I it. Can't wait to show Danny return to Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck sleeping, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Dream of the wheelies, you little <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, Polly, was there anything missing for you? Not that I can think of. I mean, I. So there's there's definitely going to be some stuff that will show up over time. I'm sure because of licensing. I think like there's actually a surprising amount of like Fox stuff in the mix. You yeah, yeah, I mean? with with kept bringing over the whole Simpsons library, absolutely, just that right. alone. But all the others. But I think uh, we'll see some of that stuff kind of seep in over time. And honestly, they need to what uh, Phil's wife was saying. They need to have a plan down the road for relatively large comp- content dumps every once in a while, where they can get people excited again. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that there's going to be a point where they're going to be like, "Oh, by the way." I, I don't know. Rights happen to clear on a whole bunch of stuff, and this all just went in, you know. Yeah, and it'll get people excited for it again, and I think that's the kind of stuff. But I mean, there's so much stuff here. Like, there's tons of classic movies, and I like, think that's really- what they're going to ride on. I mean, I think it's the Disney nostalgia of four thousand hours of stuff for us as parents, or as, as if even if you don't have parents, just. Uh, just to dig through the, oh the Rocketeer I can't remember I mean they have it set out by decades you can go to the 90s or the 80s wherever your favorite decade is and watch that stuff uh, uh, I, I I know that they will need to bring new content we already know they're bringing a bunch of Marvel original TV shows and Star Wars where you got the Mandalorian and I think there's going to be more original content but I think they could ride on nostalgia for a solid year and not see a blip in their numbers which by the way according to ABC News. 10 million subscribers day one. Okay, you're really, so you're really going to rely on ABC News to report accurate ABC numbers. So okay, I, I didn't even put that together, Chris. So my bad. You're right. No, 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 no. Those those numbers are right uh, because it's. I was I was doing the math backwards because there was 10 million, and then it's seven dollars a pop. Is yeah. where is where I was going. So I, I so I joked about it early on as I was looking through the list of everything that was supposed to be included, like Mister Boogity Two. The sequel the sequel wasn't on there, but the, the sequel was shit. But I, I growing up, uh, it was I think it was always in the Halloween season on the Magical World of Disney. It was a Disney Channel original, I think. Uh, Mister Boogity, I always liked it. Um, and then uh, Not Quite Human was kind of a weird a weird thing to not have for me. But as I got into it today or yesterday as I was looking, because I saw that they had it listed by the decades. And I looked at, you know, those earliest decades. And I was like, Oh man, what about Mousterpiece theater? Cause I used to love that. That was my jam as a kid. Yeah. Like watching George Plimpton do this, this show. I was like, oh, I think that'd be a good setup for my kids to watch those classic cartoons and Mousterpiece theater is not on there. And I'm like, that's a weird vacancy. The original, uh, Mickey Mouse Club is, but not the one I grew up with with Britney Spears not and Justin Brittany Timberlake. And Justin and yeah. Christina and weird. Yeah, it's not um, on there either. And then I correct me if I'm wrong, but when Disney first started touting this Disney Plus, wasn't the musical library supposed to be included in this? Wasn't that one of the selling points that it wasn't just the movies and the television? It was supposed to be the the music as well. And there's no music. The sing alongs and stuff. The sing alongs are not there yet. I don't yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I feel like that was one of the I, I kind of feel I can't put my my finger on but I think I feel like you're right Chris that maybe that's coming 
maybe, and maybe and but i mean with all of this other stuff that we have to dig through they'll just sneak it in or they'll launch it hard at us one or two uh, I, I was i was super happy with everything that they had and and i mean i was the same way i was just hitting that you know using the search function and you'd search one movie and then it gives you know the related two titles and you're like oh shit yeah i was actually just gonna stuff. go look something up and i forgot what it is now uh so I'm scrolling through the list of inspired by true stories, and I hit this one movie called Miracle at Midnight that has the guy from Law and Order, and immediately the dun dun played in my head. <laughs> I saw his face, and I was like, uh, I don't think that was, that's an unintended consequence. Uh, so here's a little bit of business behind it, right? Uh, we're going to talk about the bundle, and we're going to talk about uh, how you can get it for free. A few about a week beforehand, I reached out to my friend Robert, and uh, he and I uh, do some movie sharing. Like he has uh, the Google Family, and so he shares that with me uh, as a. It's one of those programs you have friends in it, and I share my uh, my um, voodoo library with him. Uh, all that kind of ultraviolet when it was around, that kind of thing. So I told him, I was like, "Hey, I'm signing up for Disney Plus." Uh, I don't, at that time, we didn't know how many profiles you get, you know, how many logins, any of that. I said, but if we can have multiple logins, I'll absolutely share that with you. And, uh, he said, no, you don't need to worry about that. You get it free with Verizon. I was like, say what? One of the best kept goddamn secrets. I've been a Verizon customer for 14 years and it was nowhere on my Twitter feed, nowhere in my Instagram, nowhere in my Facebook Chris, I'm sorry I don't go set the dick of corporate America as you shake your head, but nobody that I did was posting about this shit. And so I had to go look it up and I had to find a Forbes article to find it. Verizon was not very forthcoming. Uh, That's because we removed you from that group, I'm assuming, but I did show because <laughs> I was I was kind of pissed. <laughs> Because I'm a Verizon customer, yeah. and they didn't say anything about it. Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't care that you shared it, and no, I'm not in that group, but fuck <laughs> off. Uh, but no, that's what I'm saying, is, is they, they weren't verbal about it. And even then, I went and signed up a week in advance and then contact Disney Plus and say, hey, I found out I qualify for the Verizon. How do I handle the pre-order? They said, just in that free trial order, cancel your account once you've signed up with Verizon, and it's all good. And that's exactly what happened. I was waiting all day, because you go to Verizon to their landing page for Disney Plus, before it launched it said watch for your email on the 12th no email ever fucking came i got to the end of the day got home went, oh yeah i need to check on that and i had to search it again and i went and logged into verizon found the landing page of oh sign up now for it and it did work and now there's a nice huge verizon logo in my account on disney just in the account section saying that i'm good for a year um and it's the, it's the six ninety nine version as opposed to the twelve ninety nine version, and uh, and then I, I hit cancel on my paid one because it showed both, easy peasy. So even if you yeah. pre ordered, as if you're hearing this now, you can still cancel your account if you're Verizon. I would recommend signing up through Verizon first, but as long as you have well, unlimited plus or unlimited everything or whatever it is, or sign up for the new home FiOS if it's in your area. So the only so you had shared that that if you were an existing customer, if you'd already signed up for it, you could get it. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks to Kurt, I signed up d- during Labor Day, and I think we paid 140 for three years. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah, I don't know how that would affect. Yeah, so I don't you, know if if they tag it on the back end, but either way, I mean, we essentially have a year free already, basically. Yeah. So we're paying them like forty one dollars a month, something like and that. And you lock it in for three years without for price hikes and stuff. Rate. Yeah. So. so. 
Uh, I did not do that because I was waiting for the bundle. Now, here's the bundle. It is ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Disney Plus. I keep wanting to call it Hulu Plus because everything else is Plus. <laughs> but it's ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu. It's twelve ninety nine. And I was just reading a little bit about it. And if you and I do already have a Hulu account. And obviously, I went through Verizon. I didn't sign up for that the combo here. But if you have ESPN Plus and Hulu Plus, or fuck, say I did it, Hulu. By doing the twelve ninety nine, it says you don't have to do anything different on Hulu, or it's been it will ju- it will adjust internally on your account. So if you're getting the the lowest end of Hulu, which is six ninety nine, I'm assuming ESPN is probably that price point as well. Twelve ninety nine is a good deal if you have all three apps, right? Because you're saving, you're basically getting an app free, and that. In my case, it would adjust seven dollars off of my bill, which is twelve dollars. It's eleven ninety nine, I think, because I pay for the ad free Hulu. Mm-hmm. But I don't care about sports. I don't have ESPN Plus, so I don't know that the bundle will help me really in the end. But for those of you who do care about ESPN and want to watch Hulu as well, it's a deal, and that's how it works. Is you don't have to do anything. And supposedly, if you get it you can go ahead and get those apps. My buddy was talking to me in the office today. He had Hulu and he got the 1299 Disney plus and it adjusted on his Hulu. It basically charged him six, nine. It says it's going to charge six nine nine and gives him the discount. He downloaded the ESPN plus app and tried to log in with his Disney plus login and it didn't work. So I'm not sure how you go about getting the app. If it, you know, I don't, I don't know any of that, but that's that. Has anybody else tried the, the bundle or is everybody doing the six ninety nine version? Basically. I did the yearly 70 bucks for the year. Okay. Um, and now I, I will agree with you. That is, that is where I feel Disney dropped the ball is on, on the front end communicating that bundle. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what the strategy was there because if, if you, if you got outside of that labor day, labor day Goldilocks deal that it was, um, it just, and you're in, you're into the point where you're paying the $70 a year, which is still, I mean, it's still good versus the $7 a month. Um, I feel like after Labor Day, the, after the Labor Day sign up deal went away, they should have been more forthcoming with the pricing on the bundle. Um, like I've been in, I've, I've been on your side with that since you, since you were like, Hey, what's the deal? I already have these, I already have, you know, I'm already paying for the premium Hulu. Yeah. What's my bundle price going to be? And it, it's weird that they kind of kept their tongue. Uh, they held their tongue on that. Now I did see an article last week. I think um, the FX app, um, as far as having the the pay app, is probably going to be going away here within the next year. I would assume, um, and the Hulu or Hulu is going to be the landing page for the FX streaming content. Gotcha. So, um, I'm not sure if if the app itself is going to go away or if uh, if the content is just going to appear on Hulu and they'll keep the app for a while, but. Who knows? All right, anything else on Disney Plus as we get ready to move on? Well, I guess it's all kind of Disney Plus, but anything specifically on the platform, or should we hit this next headline here? Next headline it is. George Lucas makes one last change to the Han Greedo on Disney Plus. So I don't know anything about this. Is that going to be a special series, or is he saying Han didn't shoot first? What the fuck's going on here? Um. 
a Han shot almost at the same time now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no it was way. almost sword fighting between the two. <laughs> well, if you really slow it down. <laughs> now, I mean, Polly's the one that's seen it. I, I, like, I saw it we, too. Did you see it? What, what are yeah. we talking? I, I, all I saw was the Twitter when somebody played the video. So I the, mean, the gentleman from New York did not yield his time to the gentleman from Philadelphia. <laughs> You called oh, on him first. I always yield to my boy, my boy Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so a little backstory on this. Uh, for most people who are hardcore Star Wars fans, you'll know the original theatrical cut had Greedo shooting first. Or sorry, no, Han shooting first. <laughs> sorry, I, you fudged uh, it up already. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, Han shooting first, uh, and then when the 1997 special edition came out. George decided to change it so that Han would shoot, or uh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Greedo would shoot first. It's so confusing. Uh, Greedo would shoot first. And a lot of people kind of objected to that because it changes a pretty key character element for Han, you know, because it's Han was willing to be a bit of a bloodthirsty murderer to protect himself. Granted, it was a bounty hunter coming for his head and talking mad shit, so he deserved it, but play stupid games win stupid prizes uh this new version apparently what was uploaded to disney plus was the george was working on the 4k version of the films like towards the end of when he sold the lucasfilm and all the the 3d release for the 3d release so that he was working on it and while they were working on it they edited that scene to have them both shoot essentially simultaneously and that is what is present in the the version that's on disney plus i don't think it i I actually i'm super fine with it um it probably was the right story choice from the beginning you know it makes that scene a little more interesting uh purists will tell me that i'm the devil and i should shut the hell up (laughs) and you know uh Generation Z are going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's, there's no Misa, <laughs> Muska, Mickey Mouse, droid, droid time in this one. So why would I watch it? What the fuck uh, is a Greedo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck is a Greedo? So it's not a huge deal. Uh, now, <laughs> no, Phil, no, Phil. I have a joke there. No, I know you do, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Go for it. Go. We're going to let it pass. Thank <laughs> you, Phil. Tell you a joke, no, no, honey. No, no, I shot first, and then <laughs> Chuck shot me down. <laughs> pass it like a Chuck stone. Okay. One thing that I did notice uh, at the end of the film during the Starfighter battles, I noticed a lot of extra footage, like a lot of stuff with the pilots. Huh. I don't remember when that stuff was re-injected. I don't know if that came in 1997 or if it's been done since then. Uh, but it, it's I haven't watched A New Hope in a long time. I'm going to be honest. It's probably been at least a decade since I sat down and just watched it beginning to end. I've probably watched parts of it over and over again over the years, but haven't sat down and just watched the whole film from beginning to end in a long time. But the the Starfighter sequencing has a lot more scenes with the various pilots than the original theatrical release for damn sure. Uh, there's a lot of chitter-chatter between the different pilots in the squadron and stuff. Uh, so I don't know if that's new as well. I know that a lot of pilot footage was recovered when they worked on Rogue One, it was. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because there's a big starfighter battle in Rogue One, and they're using characters from... Yeah, some of those characters are the same characters, yeah. and they were mm-hmm. using footage, lost footage, uh, of people who ended up not making the cut into the cut. A New Hope. Yeah. So I feel like they they probably... This was another addition that people aren't reporting on, if it is. Huh. So it, it's, it was pretty cool. Uh, it... It, in hindsight, you know the trench run scene and everything. That is a pretty lengthy scene. I don't think any modern filmmaker would make that scene that long. You know, they would definitely like speed that all up and, and tighten the tension in the moment and stuff. Uh, it does make that scene a bit longer in that regard. But overall, like I said, the quality was great. the The picture quality was incredible. So yeah. that those were the big things that I noticed. So I wondered if, because uh, I'd, I'd have to watch that and then compare it probably to the Blu-ray. Blu-ray release was probably the last updated version. Um, now, it's it's to me, it's weird that that's the version they choose. Um, it's it's almost like Disney was like, oh, they, they already formatted it for 4K. Well, that's the version we're going to use. So that's why they went with it strictly because it was formatted for 4K, not thinking of the changes that went mm-hmm. into it. Um, but it's weird because the credits, if... And I'd, I'd have to look at the site because um, I've been looking at uh, news stories about it and they keep crediting it, crediting it with Star Wars A New Hope 1977. And I'm like, you almost can't, you cannot put that date right. on that cut. If that's, if that's the cut you're using, you can't say 1977 or there needs to be an asterisk or something because it's changed so much since 1977. It's not that movie anymore. Um, in certain aspects. I mean, it's still the same overall movie, but um, I was talking about it in the office today uh, with, with uh, one of my coworkers and we were talking about the, you know, the 1997 re-release, the theatrical re-release, and then um, what they, what they've uh, done with the Blu-ray since then. Um, and I was always on board with George, George's argument that, you know, the effects weren't where he wanted them in 1977. They weren't where he wanted them in 1980 and even in 1983. Now, when you add, when you start changing story, like Han shooting first to Greedo shooting first, I have a problem with that. Initially, I didn't have a problem with him updating the effects. It's like, okay, this is cool. This is what you wanted to do. The effects weren't there and you weren't able to do it. But then I saw an, I saw an interview with, you know, those Academy award-winning effects artists that were like, you're not watching a movie that won an Academy award at this point. You're watching mm-hmm. a movie that somebody came back, you know, 30, 40 years later and changed shit to, but it's not the movie that we set, we sent forth and it's not the movie that won awards. And I thinking about it in that perspective, I'm like, holy shit, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, okay. So ha- I think I have a really fresh perspective on this because Nicole and I watched this today. Literally, mm-hmm. We literally watched it like two hours before the show. So <laughs> like I had like an hour and a half downtime. Um, I found every single scene with the CGI additions to be really jarring and unnecessary, and I hated them. Mm-hmm. Which one do you hate the most? Jabba. Yep. Thank yep. you. Yep. Yeah. The Tatooine Jabba scene? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you where Han God, Solo walks so, over his tail? Especially because the Han Solo Jabba scene yeah. has a bunch of repeated dialogue from the cantina. Yeah, from, from the talk with Greedo, yeah. there's a whole bunch of lines that were used in the Greedo scene that are in that scene as well, like word for word lines. Like, I why? Uh, I hate it. So and it, it would have been more excusable had the had the Jabba been better. 
but it was a terrible Java. It was a Jabba. horrible Java, even compared to what the, the 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 piece of shit we got in episode one was. It was just bad. Yeah, yeah. it's just uh, man. Yeah, no, it was it was terrible. Uh, I also hate all the little like critters, like. Uh, all of those digital scenes, there's one scene that was cool. That is the Starfighters as they're going for the attack run. They show the X-Wings and the Y-Wings in space and they're animated X-Wings and Y-Wings. That looks pretty cool. It's jarring because it's not. it doesn't gel with the rest of the visual style of the show. Sorry, the film. But uh, it's all of those scenes. All they did was try to add droids and critters to every scene. That Ronto with the Jawa and yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like it doesn't add anything contextually to the story at all, other than the Java scene. And the Java scene is just really jarring and unnecessary. And it's just like, yeah, I hated it. I I want bring back the theatrical release, man. I'm fine with the Greedo change. Like, be like, hey, we we cut it a little differently, but we didn't add effects. We didn't add, you know. Not to mention that. George in his race to trip over himself to add digital effects to his not digital movie mm-hmm. didn't wait long enough. He only waited 20 years and here we are 40 years later, literally 42 years later and they don't look great. No, it's, and it's as simple as, you know, doing a practical effect, barbecue, Kowakians, space monkey. It's, I mean, we're not talking about that shit. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Put it on the spit, baby. Put it on the uh, spit. <laughs> well, we digress. We've got to get to a break. So let's get these rest of these ones done and we'll get a good Patreon talk here in a minute. Uh, so this sounds like a Chris thing. Netflix Odeon. So today, uh, after the launch of uh, Disney Plus was botched so Beautifully, Netflix announced a deal with Nickelodeon, and they have signed up for allegedly two million dollar deal with them to bring new Nickelodeon properties to Netflix. Uh, what apparently is in the works is a is a uh, is a Squid Squidward one off show, uh, which should be dope. But it, it brings a lot of people, you know, that that nostalgia feel that they've been getting from uh, the last 24 hours of Disney Plus. But just because we have signed this two million dollar deal with Nickelodeon and Netflix does not mean that we are getting all our old shows from Nickelodeon dumped onto Netflix. It just means that there will be new IPs and characters and shows built off of Nickelodeon properties, uh, because just like some of the things we were just talking about with Disney is that these uh, properties, these IPs are sold off to different outlets. You know, when Netflix decided not to re-up with Viacom a couple years back, they sold them off to other properties that wanted to carry this. So uh, Amazon Prime has some Nickelodeon stuff and Hulu, even though it's under the Disney branch, uh, has other Nickelodeon properties. So I just wanted to throw this in here real quick about... um, how we could see more Nickelodeon stuff coming to uh, Netflix more than we already have in the last couple of years with the new Rocco's Modern Life and the new Invader Zim. Yeah. So, I, I think what Disney or what what Netflix was hoping for with their with their their Nickelodeon announcement was, I think what they were hoping for was, you know, this and some uh, get wrap that thumb and just go. Um, 
But when you're missing over the top, buddy. Yeah, no, it's an over the top reference, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I, also, this is an audio podcast. That not for no, Kyle. No, no, Kyle saw it. That not was for Kyle. Kyle. Not, not for, for Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> not for Kyle. <laughs> so visual gags don't fucking work on a podcast, Chris. I do things for Kyle. <laughs> He's our lord Do you do things for Kyle? <laughs> I do. That I is do. why he yes. remains a patron at moment, certainly. <laughs> no, um, but I mean, it, with, with Disney, you've already... Um, so you don't get you don't get original Doug, but you do get uh, you get when once Disney acquired Doug, you get Doug's first movie. There are things that you're not going to get on Netflix because they're 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 Disney owned. Um, and for me, like I know I saw it. Uh, I can't remember what Discord it was in. Somebody was talking about uh, Hey Arnold, and I think Hey Arnold is that that cut off. And I know Phil liked it. Um, uh, it was it was Jenna, and it was in the Facebook page. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, so Hey Arnold was, I think, right after what uh, Cat Dog probably before Hey Arnold, and then so Cat Dog I really didn't get into. Uh, hey Arnold I didn't really have any experience with, but um, those those first generation like uh, Ren and Stimpy, Doug, uh, uh, Ren and Stimpy, Doug, uh, Rugrats, Rugrats, those guys. I mean, Rocco's Modern Life, Rocco's Modern. That's what I was looking. Rockers, uh, Real Monsters. Real, uh, and see, and I think Real Monsters came later, a little bit later than those, because I didn't get it. My brother loved Real Monsters. My my brother loved Recess, or well, that, that was Disney. Sorry, um, my brother loved uh, all that other stuff. But I was really that that first generation of Nicktoons. That's where I was at. Um, and then I probably just got to that age afterwards. I it wasn't doing it for me. So when you got, when you, when you guys said, Hey Arnold, I was like, yeah, the football headed kid. I didn't get it. But. No, not Charlie Brown. <laughs> Nor <laughs> Stewie. Not head. Stewie. <laughs> the Charlie Brown more the basketball head. Stop Charles. You're embarrassing so, us. Really? <laughs> After everything you did with Kevin Smith and Kyle, I'm embarrassing you. Yeah. All righty then. Yeah, I did it for Yeah, that shame pays dividends. (laughs) (laughs) Your shame is Uh, ours alone. (laughs) (laughs) So, for your Neil Gaiman fans, uh, we talked about how Sandman is coming to Netflix. Apparently, Gaiman's already working on season two, even though season one hadn't quite dropped yet. Um, Although... It's the showrunner's Alan Heinberg, which I'm not familiar with, but this next name, correct me if I'm wrong, sometimes I get names mixed up, but this one's one of the cringy ones. David Goyer is one of the main people on the, yeah, so I'm right, he's the cringy one, right? I am of the camp that David S. Goyer needs to, yeah. David S. fuck (laughs) off? Okay, so here's the thing about Goyer. Goyer has written a ton an absolute fuck ton of comic adaptations that you've seen, that we've all seen. Some of them have been great, but he's also a really shitty person who has really ignorant views like about how he should face source material, how he should respond to, to the uh, fans, all that kind of stuff. Um, I do not like Goyer, but he is competent and he is the go-to uh, particular particularly anything DC related, it, almost all of it has had Goyer's hand in it. And if uh, you want it dark and gritty. Yep. So. Gritty? The Philadelphia Flyers mascot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a cunt. Fuck this dude. <laughs> uh, he's made a lot of movies that I do not care for. So, um, And his views on uh, you know, female superheroes uh, can go fuck off. 
So there you go. Do uh, your research. I'm not getting into it. But uh, I, I am a fan of Sandman, and I'm interested to see how this plays out on Netflix. But that that news dropped uh, this afternoon that uh, game is now that didn't mean we'll necessarily get season two, right? Just because Netflix ordered the first season and obviously has greenlit him to work on the second season doesn't necessarily mean it'll go well and we'll get the second season. But uh, yeah. I'm you hopeful. Know we're, you know, we're talking about the comic property Sandman, not the the ECW wrestler, right? I don't even know about ECW bullshit, but you know, WWE ain't nothing, bitch. Or really, WCW if you're really going to roll back. But no, I am familiar with this like, comic book. I like this new Chris. We can keep this one around. No, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little sick of him right now. So on that note, let's hit the break and talk a little bit about... Uh, the Mandalorian, shall we? Mandalorian. Man- <laughs> oh, Mandy. We'll be back in a minute. Well, I'm going to watch it a second time because I told Aaron as she's flipping through everything. She's like, yeah, I heard on the radio they said it was really excellent. I'm like, no, I'm fucking watching this on my own because I got to keep up. And so that was an amazing talk. And we're back. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, man, that that Mandalorian talk was awesome. That was the greatest. Yoda's a baby. <laughs> Yoda's a baby. Just squish his face. It's Yaddle. It's Yaddle. <laughs> so, uh, no, they, they, they. Why are they doing a weekly release? That seems to be really dumb to oh. me. That's oh, that's. It's as if they want to keep your uh, your subscription month for month, my dude. I already have a year. A lot yeah, of people not, already have a not year. Not everybody signs up for the year, you dip dingus. It's not even like Tony P. Anderson. Just a subscription thing. It's going to be they're they're fluffing you up for the next <sighs> weeks until Star Wars comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, let's be real. Um. So, and I think I touched on it once in the show uh, about Star Wars and the way. So, there's two insidious things. I'm going to go a little bit off, man. Dark Insidious. Uh, dark Insidious. So maybe just Sidious. But welcome um, to the three-hour episode of Breaking the Panel. <laughs> no, so, so my problem with the way they're doing things with Star Wars, as we've discussed prior to, is old EU. You had canon. You had the three movies, and then. And then um, our authors came through and they wrote stories that fit in between those movies. And now the way they're doing it since they knew old EU is we're going to make these movies. And in my opinion, they leave a lot of character work out. They lead, leave a lot of story development out because now I need you to go buy the book. I need you to go buy the comic tie-in. I need you to go buy the video game tie-in. And I have a problem with that. And for me, it was completely confirmed when, Ke- when Kevin Feige comes out and did a horrible thing in my opinion and said you really need to watch Captain America and Falcon and Wanda Plus and the Loki s- stuff on Disney Plus to get a- to get phase 5. Let's like uh this. let's let's kick that to the second half of the show cuz we don't have anything slotted sure. right now. Yeah. Let's talk about that some more as our round table. Uh so let's jump in on The Mandalorian here. We've all watched it, right? Yes. Everybody seen it? Yes. Uh and it, it, Somebody else take point here. Holy shit, Chris, you got to do that. So it, it, it's it's what I wanted. It's 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 dark, it's grimy, it's used space. It's original storytelling and I, all those influencers are there that they talk about with uh the, uh, the man with no name. Uh it, it's very much a western. I cannot say enough good about it, but it's there's a couple little things I have and we'll, we'll get to those later. Um 
But I mean, good Lord for, okay. When you look at it and you hear $35 million for the first episode, I don't know how true that is. If that was just per episode or if that's $35 million across, across the four hours, um, or right four hours. Yeah. Four hours. Uh, but it was seamless. Like those effects were good. Those were, those were theatrical release. Good. They had a, a healthy mix of both practical effects and mm-hmm. CGI effects. And those CGI effects were fucking seamless. They were good. Like they, they, those were, those were ILM thoroughbred effects. I, I, uh, 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 I never was on point. And, I never knew I needed door splitting of a human or an alien body until I got it. And I said, I said, oh my God, he's going to crawl out and he's going to, he's going to whip his leg and that door is going to, yes, yes. <laughs> um, holy shit. So I, I've got the episode pulled up right now. Mm-hmm. That scene that you're referencing is approximately two minutes and thirty seconds in. Exactly. <laughs> that, that whole beginning scene, right? Not even like the. I'm just saying that bar fight. That fight sets the tone of the show completely, and then that second half of the bar scene just is the perfect yin and yang of what you're going to get from this exact show because they somehow, somehow injected the humor that Marvel movies have that never goes over the line, but just feels perfect into this property from, from, from the, 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 the guy, the, the bounty that he first meets at the bar, like quivering and saying, Oh, Oh God, I, I haven't used the toilet in <laughs> Well, first off, we found out that toilets are a thing in Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> they're freshers. Twice. They're freshers. Great. I mean, <laughs> people have been memeing about this for forty fucking years. We finally have one. But that that character and his silliness with Brian Posehn being the yes. lift driver who brings yep. him to the fucking shift. Where are you going? It's a, a well a well obfuscated Brian Posehn because if it was just Brian being Brian, it'd be like, oh, come on, but. I was like, oh, it's Brian. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I can stay in this. Like, I'm still in the pocket here. But you still but got Brian. that. You got that Brian wit and, and, mm-hmm. and dryness to it doing the same thing, man. It was just so goddamn perfect. And like, like I was saying before, like the comedy bits, they all landed for me because they were just like, no, nah, no, no droids. Get me something better. And then this yep. fucking sloppy jalopy pulls up with <laughs> Brian Posadas as the lift driver. And I was just like, oh, it's funny. So I just- when when I when Brian Posehn pulls up and is and it doesn't take me out of it at all, like you guys are describing. And then there are other comedic beats that hit just perfectly. I'm just like. This is Firefly season. It's Firefly. Yeah. <laughs> he just kicked no. the dude into the engine, and I'm yeah. loving it. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> now, my question oh is, God. when is it set? Because he, the only line I can tell, he's like five and, years. Five years after return. Okay, because yeah. he he says the line. Uh, in case you haven't heard, the Empire has fallen. Yeah, you because know, they're trying to pay him in, in Empire credits or whatever. Uh, that's not what it's called, but you know what I mean. Um, so that's the the only clue I got to the time frame of this. So I knew that wasn't actually Yoda, no, but it was yeah. <laughs> just a. He stayed there with the gun to the side, just holsters. I was like, 
That fucking droid kept wanting to blow himself. I was like, uh, no, man, no, we're man, shooting our way I, out. I messaged Phil as I was watching. I, I messaged Phil. I was like, so K2SO? No way. No way. I said IG-11. IG, yeah, you said IG-11. Because I was like, motherfucker, you don't like some funny droids? But 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 he he was written perfectly. Like, uh, but, but, but. Also, that scene and that, that shootout scene, that fucking Western ass shootout scene where the Mandalorian pops out, realizes that there's a goddamn <laughs> machine gun, gun in front of him. He's just like, oh, no, no, fuck yeah. that. Yep. <laughs> nope. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. It's New so plan. good. Oh, no. my God. And, like uh, the, the scene. So they, you know. He he disarms the machine gun and then mounts it to fight everybody. And he does that spin maneuver that yes. looked like he was turning a horse in a western and just mm-hmm. pow pow pow. I was like, oh. it's hokey as fuck, but that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want Star Wars to be just a little bit hokey, but still really gritty and, and believable. And that it, it hit that tone perfectly. That whole scene was fantastic. Yeah. I think I think it hit. Not necessarily for us nostalgia. Like we get it in this nostalgia because it's presented like original Star Wars, but it's because of those influences, those original influences of George Lucas. Like he was influenced as a filmmaker by those westerns and by those by those space serials. Like it, it was nice to see that influence again. Versus oh, this is a Star Wars. We have to make it like Star Wars without going back to what influenced Star Wars. And this this movie did it. This yeah. movie did it. Or this this show, excuse me, this show. Did. Uh, let's let's pick real quick on goddamn Werner Herzog, mm. and how fucking great Werner Herzog is as a fucking actor. And, and he's a liar. He's a liar. There's oh, no he's, yeah. he's never seen oh. a Star Wars. Come on. Come on, yeah. I don't know if they have German Star Wars, so I don't know. <laughs> they do, t- but the Imperials win. I mean, I just, I just, <laughs> I just find out that Nicole's never seen it. So, I oh, mean, yeah, okay, the, you know, Austria, Germany. It's uh, come on, it's close enough. <laughs> oh, she watches and sees. Sorry, Nicole. <laughs> 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 uh, God, but goddamn, Werner Herzog is so good. So good in his role, and we we had questions going into this. Is he ever going to speak, mm-hmm. or is he just going to be that silent man? And the way that they they digitize his voice landed really perfect for me. You know, short it's sentences, a, yeah, and just a little bit of that robotic helmet talk is is exactly what I personally wanted. But his humanity still comes through. Oh, coming- completely. You know, like he, it, there's, which, by the like, I'm not sure if we're going to see him take his helmet off, if at all, for a I long time. I, I don't think we will. And I think that's incredible. It's because, it, you know, this is an actor that is doing a killer job with one of the most difficult. I mean, people don't realize a huge part of acting is using body language and your facial response to convey emotions and thoughts and stuff and, and to really sell something. So when you are in armor with a full mask like that, it can be extraordinarily difficult to convey emotion and inflection and stuff. And he is doing it. Uh, there's a handful of people who've done it really well and he's, he's killing it in that regard. I, I love that. It was, and I loved the whole bit with his armor, man. Like his armor is ratty beat up garbagey shit done in the Mando style. And then we get to see him get an upgrade. 
And I'm like, if we watch him just, if we watch him slowly earn an entire suit of shiny fucking Beskar Mando armor, I'm down. Like, if that's the whole first season of the show is just him putting it, him, him questing and leveling up to get ready for the raid, I'm fine with that. Here's, my, never... three, here's my three ingots that I just grinded for. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have the left peck? Yeah. <laughs> never get rid of that ratty ass cape because I love that cape so goddamn much. So, okay. So, and I, and I, Paul, I don't know where you're sitting. Uh, like, I love this move. I love this show. But at the same time, like me as that that EU fanboy, I'm like, you're literally telling Boba Fett's story through the EU. Like you've just introduced the Guild of Bounty Hunters. You've just introduced I've got shitty armor that's not really Mando. It's just in the it's just in that it's it's in that fashion, but I don't have actual Beskar. And I'm gonna yep. go to an actual Besco uh Mando armor and get my Beskar. Like I love it, and I'm glad. Like, it's probably safe for them to just create this this new this new mm-hmm. this new character. But at the same time, like you're telling Boba Fett's story, just give me Boba Fett. Like, I miss Boba Fett. I'm rolling well, a tear at the same time. You're telling his the, story. The problem is that Boba Fett is is poisoned by the prequels because mm. he's yeah, no longer we'll a legitimate Mandalorian. No, well, I mean, he, he genetically he is mandalorian but he no. wasn't raised in the tradition beyond a certain but point only because they nuked the eu like he oh, came yeah. ba- you know he came back to that he was raised by Django, who was a mandalorian and like i've, I've read a story an article today talking about uh that you know you know boba fett who wasn't a real mandalorian because he wasn't he wasn't raised or he wasn't of that race i'm like did you not pay attention to the episode you just watched like they talk about that. Like I was an outsider that was brought into the culture because that's what Mandalorian culture is. You bring those from the outside yeah. to create your culture. It's not a race; it's a culture. Right. And and like, so I mean, that was the only that was the only real downside that I had to it was I'm like just that that EU fanboy in me was like, you're telling my boy's story, but you're not giving me my boy. Well, well, maybe you know, maybe they'll have him die like a bitch, like your boy in some goddamn Snarlack pit. No, no, Patton <laughs> gave you the no, way they bring no, that back. No, yes, no, 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 that's Mike, not canon. No, that's no, not Mike, canon. Mike, just, you need to bring the community monologue That's not, that's, that's not canon. All right, you guys are driving me crazy. You're both driving crazy. So there's enough of that talk right the now. Parks and Rec monologue. Oh, my God. Bring it in. Aren't you no. not kidding, Christopher? It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the last big thing, really, really, really big thing to talk about here is that big reveal at the end. At the end? Oh, my God. That his bounty target is a infant, or at least physical infant, that is 50 years old of the same race as Yoda. And Yaddle. Let's give the girl some. Let's give the girls some love. <laughs> uh, I mean, and everybody's calling it Baby Yoda and freaking out about it. It's adorable. It's heartwarming. Uh, so, funny story. While I was watching the episode, I was just getting to the end of the episode. I saw the big reveal, and then, literally, like a minute and a half later, Nicole messages me. She's like, "Have you seen Baby Yoda yet?" And I was like, <laughs> "And I was like, yeah." How'd you know I finished the episode? And she's like, oh, I didn't know you finished the episode. <gasps> I was like, Whoa! I was like, you, you were so close. 
close to spoiling that for me. And she was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's just no more Star Wars talk while I'm watching The Mandalorian, please. Uh, it was Nicole, it was, you want to see how quick you can get replaced? Keep dropping shit like that in the chat. No, not at all. Uh, it was just like, I couldn't believe I dodged the spoiler bullet. Like, I felt like Neo in the Matrix, like, <laughs> bullet time, bitch. There, there's a whole other uh, bullet that you could have thrown in there that would have been just as big, but... But yes, whoa, spoilers is that. Whoa, whoa. No, so, fuck you. Whoa. All right, time to get back to our main show, Jack Shet. <laughs> I I don't like Mrs. Smith at all. I this is not the, the, I do. the host I like. Uh, I made him an EP just because he's so awesome these days. <laughs> all right, we're back in, and we're going to talk about uh, what is it? We're going to talk about. First of all, Marvel shows. First of all, yes. we're back into the show. Yes. If you're not a patron, get your ass over to oh, patreon.com yeah. slash watch podcast. <laughs> oh, no! No! Yes! yes. God, you and Chris <laughs> sucking this shit! I, I, oh, my God! I, really wanted, I wanted you to just leave it. So at the end of the episode, I've been like, Charles, do you think that would have been a good time to plug the Patreon? Because <laughs> he wasn't uh, going to do it. No. Don't go to Botch Podcast. Fuck those guys. Fuck go you! To, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash breaking the panel. We are going to be doing episode reviews of Bando, short, guerrilla style, in the breaks. And you can only see those if you are a patron. So get your ass over there, sign up, and get access to that video feed so you can go catch those on YouTube. Well, it's not just going to be video feed. You can get the audio feed as well, ad-free, because as you can tell by listening to the show, we're on Anchor, and we have ads in the show, and we talk about going to our Patreon and all that jazz. But if you're on Patreon, 100% ad-free, plus the beginning of the show, that middle part with the Mandalorian, anything else we want to talk about, and a little bit after the show, we talk a little bit too. You get all of that for joining us over at patreon.com forward slash breaking the panel. So now we're going to talk Marvel shows and how they're tying in. And Chris, why are you staring like you got some smart ass fucking thing to say? Yeah, you just you burned me too much tonight, man. I'm, I'm on, I'm, I'm I'm on edge now. Are you flinchy? I am a little bit, a little bit. Uh, so I didn't realize what you said in the break. Uh, Jeff Johns has said we have to watch the shows on <laughs> Jeff John. I don't know who the fuck is. That's DC. He Kevin keeps saying Feige. EU, and I Kevin keep saying. So okay, in the break, he, I know you're talking about extended universe, which you're talking about the books, and I know all that. But he he says EU all the time, and I watch the DC universe and listen to DC on screen, so all I hear is DC EU all the time, and my brain just went to Jeff Johns. Fuck off. Fuck off. And Johns, we trust. I believe that was your mantle, yeah, your motto Johns for the yeah, first year that you're on the show. Like a faith right. in God, we see how that paid off. No, yeah. it's a, he, it wasn't his fault. He didn't get the control he no, should have had. No, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> so. Marvel's Jeff John said that we need to watch the Marvel shows on uh, Disney Plus to get Phase Five to under, like understand Phase Five to, to, to plug to, in to, to get everything about Phase Five. You need to subscribe to Disney Plus so you can get the WandaVision, you can get the the Loki, and you can get the Captain America Falcon or the uh, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, whatever it is they're calling it. It's the show because at some point, presumably, he'll be Captain America. So. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so my, my, my issue is that, and I, I've expressed it before on the show, that I felt part of the reason that they nuked the EU 
was so that they could take the framework of those movies as actually, you know, as the, the A-level canon, as EU people are used to it being called. Um, back in the day when all we had was the first three movies, authors and publishers came in and they're like, okay, fill in stories in between here. And George Lucas was like, okay, you guys can do stories between these periods and these periods. You can't touch this. You can't, you can't make anything that would cause the movies to not be true or contradict something in the movies. So they had, they had to work within the framework of the three existing movies to make a cohesive, as cohesive a story as possible while still competing with each other. Um, And you had Bantam and Penguin kind of competing with each other for a while. Um, but now they they nuke old EU when Disney acquires Star Wars. They have the three movies that they're doing to essentially say, now to fully understand these three movies, I need you to buy the book. I need you to buy the comic book tie-in. I need you to buy the video game tie-in and all of this stuff. And I feel like a lot of the problems that we've had with the movies that have come out, character work, storytelling, a lot of big things when you're talking about movies have been left on the cutting room floor because of those tie-ins they want you to buy. And now I think MCU is about to start doing that to us as well, based on what Mike said. So, so we're talking about kind of two separate ideas here. One, how this approach is actually already impacting Star Wars, mm-hmm. and how it could potentially impact the MCU going forward, because it seems to be the strategy. Philip, you are snozzing directly into the microphone. Are we going to skip over, my friend? Are we going <laughs> to skip over how much Phil's evolving into fucking Squidward in real life as we're doing this show? What the fuck, man? He's like Tanuki Lu- uh, Lu- Luigi. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> uh, I, because, you know, about Star Wars. The thing I'm not 100% sure on is whether the, this trilogy has been so lacked so much cohesion because of uh, th- that strategy or if because they literally just don't have their ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's the thing. Like, all of the changes they've had with people working on the projects on the films, like they lost uh, Lord and uh, what's his name? Miller, I think. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, so they had the issue with the solo film. They had the issues with JJ was never supposed to do this third film, or you know, in the new trilogy, the ninth film, he was supposed to do the seventh film, and that was it. And then he was going to move on. Uh, Ryan Johnson didn't get, you know, he's kind of. We've all talked about this, and it's been talked about a little bit that he didn't get a whole bunch of connective tissue to work with. In eight, he just got a general plot outline. And he just filled it in. You know what I mean? Like, so a lot of people are putting that on Kathleen Kennedy. I don't think that Kevin Feige is Kathleen Kennedy. And I, I think Kathleen Kennedy is fantastic, but I think that they've been slipping for a little while here and they've been stumbling and I need, I think they need to get their legs underneath them. And I think their plan now is to do that going forward. I think episode nine is going to come out. It's going to be what it is. And they're going to do stuff like the Mandalorian. They're going to slow down. They're going to do this Obi-Wan Kenobi show and just chill the hell out with putting out, pumping out movies, especially since the uh, Weiss and Benioff deal is off. And just get their feet underneath them and try to figure out where they're going. And Kevin Feige seems to be stepping in to help in that regard. So I do think they might be entirely different issues, but they could actually be the same problem. I agree with you, though, Chris, fundamentally. Like, if you are leaving storytelling off 
a film or a, a program in order to sell a book or a comic book, like actual important character work and major plot lines for the where the direction of the overall project is going, that is bullshit. If you're just filling out the world and telling some side stories that kind of co, you know, connecting things together and stuff, I'm fine with that. But didn't we, when Netflix did uh, Daredevil, didn't we want that to tie into Agents of Shield and have a, all that tie into the big screens? And it didn't that was really the play original out. Original promise, right? Yes. But that's, but, but that, there's a difference between that's what we want and them saying you have to watch Daredevil to understand the MCU going forward. Well, I'm not. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I, from my standpoint, I don't know that it's different because we we wanted to see all of it play together, and it's kind of like reading Civil War, the main line, and then Civil War and all the extra stories as well. And that's exactly what I was about to put this into. It's like, yeah, no, no, no. I I guarantee you can skip everything else and just go to the cinema and understand the thread lines going from point A to point B in this phase. And just like Civil War, if you want extra storylines, that's where you branch off and pick them up. Like they, they did a Civil War Howard the Duck storyline. Does that does that feed into the Cap versus uh, Iron Man? No, it doesn't. But it's there for you if you want to pick it up. Now you could you could say like if you you could, you could say these are his words and I'm listening to his words. That's a bad business move to tell people they have to do this, this, and this, if they want to fully understand what's going on. I think it's just a bad choice in words because on a business side, you're not going to tell people what to do to understand your storylines and especially your movie plots and force them to go out there and spend more money, more money and more time to do so. I, I just don't that's see what it. it comes across as is just a shitty sales pitch. So, okay. So just for, for context, I pulled up the Forbes, a Forbes article. Um, Cause it, it had the quote ready for me. Uh, this is Kevin Feige. If you want to understand everything in future Marvel movies, he says, you'll probably need a Disney plus subscription because events from the new shows will factor into forthcoming films, such as Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. The Scarlet, Witch will be a key character in that movie. And Feige points out that the Loki series will tie into I'm not sure we've actually acknowledged that before. See, yeah, that's uh, the, so you mentioned the EU for Star Wars, Chris. Yeah. One of the thing, a couple of things were done at the same time with the expanded universe for Star Wars. One, it was, as you mentioned, taking characters that everybody knew and was familiar with and telling more stories with them that expanded the world. So mm -hmm. you had time between a new hope and empire to tell some stories. You had time between empire and Jedi to tell some stories and you could also go beyond a little bit or before. And that's actually where the EU ultimately ended up going on. A, a lot of the bulk of the best stuff out of the EU was what do we do after Jedi? Like what is the, how does the story unfold? And that is stuff that has gotten almost entirely completely thrown in the trash with the exception of a little bit of the Thrawn stuff, the ideas of the Thrawn stuff being brought in. Um, what was important about all of that was you didn't need to read those books or comic books or anything like that to understand the central films. And I think that's the approach. These television shows can be wonderful side adventures and they can pull to Charles, to what you were speaking of. Ideally, what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. should have done, kind of like what they did with the Sith crossover right they brought sif in out of the thor film right right she showed up 
she interacted with them for an episode or two. I think it was one episode. Um, they created a new character from Asgard to coincide with her who stuck around for a little bit. Cause I think she had two episodes or something like that. And that's the idea is like, you can borrow from the mainline story, the MCU mm-hmm. story. You can be like, come, come join us, come play with us for a little while. We're going to tell an interesting side story that, that fleshes out the corners of this world and makes it feel more alive and real. And then we're going to give you back. We're going to put you back into the continuity where you should be. So we, all we've done is borrow you or we've wrapped up a storyline that maybe was really minor and unimportant because you can do that too. You can take a character that was kind of a throwaway character from one of the mainline films, bring them onto one of the shows, wrap up their story and explain what happened to them because you're never going to touch on them again and just move on. And, but I, I have real concerns and issues with you saying what Feige said, we're going to put major plot and exposition on these television programs and make you have to understand what happened on them in order to understand what's going on in the main films. That is going to be a big dud in my opinion. Sure. Uh, but I'm, this is got my point. is kind of a straw man argument here, but could it not be said that everybody who actually cares like we do, we care about the Marvel films and how I want to see the, the tie-ins. I want to build some wife. Oh, I know that they're going to go here with this and there with that, because this is what they're teasing here in the stinger. Isn't it? Couldn't it be said that everybody who cares is going to have a Disney plus subscription anyway, because we want to see Loki and WandaVision and all that. I disagree. No. Well, we all four of us jumped in and Phil didn't watch fucking TV. The fact is there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people who show up and watch the MCU films who didn't see every single one of them. Who? No, 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 I'm not talking about the casuals. I'm talking about us who care and see all of it. you, You don't, as, as a business strategy and an overall approach, you don't care about the hardcore and enfranchised fans because they're with you no matter what. But you just like you, you said, the casuals skip films anyway. They don't need to understand all the underscoring of it. Which is so what Feige was saying sounds like they're trying to convert the casuals to be enfranchised consumers. Uh, That's going to be a mistake. That's going to just fail. And it's, and it's actually going to rub the enfranchised consumers wrong and they're going to reject that notion you know like chris is and i am and maybe philip is too i'm not sure uh i don't know man i just i just see it as i mean i can sit there and say to my buddy who maybe doesn't have it and like oh man this is cool oh did you notice this no how'd you know that i have disney plus and i watched wandavision you should go check it out and now he dropped seven bucks and to go check it out or my dad my dad is a casual but if I gave him the login to my Disney Plus and said, hey, watch this, he would watch it and he'd get more. I don't know. I, I mean, Disney doesn't seem to be stumbling in business decisions. They seem to know what they're doing. But I would say the people who care about tying it together are going to have Disney Plus anyway. The Star Wars still made a fuck ton of money. It made a fuck ton of money, but it is it, it is literally people are talking about how the Mandalorian saved the franchise for them right now. Sure. One episode was like, yes, I have hope. And there's still I guarantee you before if the Mandalorian didn't even come out, I guarantee you episode nine was still either match or set records on fucking pre orders for tickets. You know, because people hate it doesn't mean they don't go pay for it and spend, you know, go buy. Disney doesn't care about a franchise. Look at the goddamn straight to DVD movie, Cinderella 2, Cinderella 3, Pocahontas 2. They didn't care about the franchise. They cared that you're going to shell out the money. 
and they're still going to get the money for Star Wars. I mean, I think there's two different conversations. There's they're making money, and I think this is a fine thing to do, but they might kill the hardcore fans of certain things. But I think with the Marvel stuff, we were already going to be on Disney Plus. I mean, I was getting Disney Plus for those Marvel shows personally and the Mandalorian and whatever, whatever other awesome Star Wars and Marvel stuff they're going to be doing in the future. I think I just, I, I, my concern, and I think Chris is getting at this too. If if we were to translate this question to video games, if you've ever played a free to play game where you bump into the paywall, like, Oh, you want to go to this zone to get this thing, or you want to go into this game mode to get this thing or whatever that you have now discovered that you need or you want. And that is a thing you have to buy the season pass for the DLC for whatever it may be. That's a really jarring experience and it leaves a negative taste in a lot of people's mouth. Some people are like, yes, please here, take my money. And they're perfectly content with that. But other people are like, I don't want that. Like, I don't, I don't no, I don't want that. And it's, uh, it's one thing when it happens in a free to play game, intelligent reasonable people are like well this game is free to play cost me nothing so except my time i guess that's okay uh but when you're paying for the whole thing that's where people get upset and that is like typically like in regards to video games that's when it's been a big like fuck you moment for from the communities when they're like you want me to buy a a pay for an experience and then you want me to pay more to get access to more of that experience well what about uh take it to uh wow right you paid for the experience you got what you got and then they release a full-on expansion pack no arguing about good or not every two years yeah and you've got to pay what 40 50 60 bucks for that it's usually 40 to 60 yeah depending but it's all extra content now i've heard you guys talk about it we've done reviews on the show well you've done reviews i don't replay it but i've heard oh this one was amazing this one really fell short they still release new expansion packs they still that's kind of like this it's like okay you got the movies you can watch the movies this is a whole expansion pack you're getting three that's not the conversation we're having from what feige said feige saying you have to i think he misspoke I hope that's the case. I think he misspoke. I really do. I, I I don't see them changing the way they've been doing business on these movies for the last 11 years because Disney told them to change the business that's been working. If that makes sense. Mm. Like, I, I understand they have a streaming service and that 10 million of us have signed up. But they've had a business model that has been successful for 11 years. Billion dollar successful. Why change that now? Because they haven't made enough billion dollars. Mm. I I really believe that he misspoke and I could be wrong. I really could be. But it seems just like a weird slip up of his choice of words. It does to me. It also and, sounds a little bit like somebody super eager to please Big Mouse. I did the job, Papa. I, I mean, he did the job uh, time and time and time and time and time and time well, and time and time and time, and time again. Yeah, he's the Ron Jeremy of Marvel films. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he shows up and performs every time. But but he doesn't have to be the, the, the spokesman for Plus because even without Marvel launching a new title on this the service they had 10 million people sign up on the first goddamn day and we don't have any new marvel shit when are we getting a new marvel shit we've got marvel 
project but yeah, yeah. but no no I like mean, what 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 if is not out yet or any of the actual series is out yet so well that stuff's all in production yeah, so. yeah of course of course it'll be here in sh- relative short order like we'll it'll be here so soon we'll we will have forgotten the time where it wasn't there you know what i mean yep once it is here so uh i hope you're right philip i hope he misspoke because i just like the shilling aspect of it is just like dude you that that doesn't have to be your job like you are the creative voice of the mcu everybody respects you as this he's the george lucas of the mcu let's be real except he's not a mad tyrant you know, who runs amok with his ideas and nobody checks him. He mm-hmm. collaborates with all these teams and all these filmmakers and they've continued to produce gold that way. They're just pumping it out. And for him to like suddenly make a really out of character and weird statement of like, well, you better <laughs> pay the mouse or you're going to be really confused. I, I don't know. Um, if, if I'm playing devil's advocate here. If he would have said, you really need to pick up this special run comic book series we're about to drop on Marvel.com and in Comicsology and wherever. Would you feel the same way? Yes. Absolutely. Because, again, it's trying – like, who is that appealing to? It's like we talked about. So your diehards were probably already picking that up anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's the, you're punishing the normies. You're, you're you're punishing all that extra Are cash you? flow that's validating and bringing the money in. I mean, we're making not, the assumption not, that people won't get it. I mean, not not buy it, but won't understand it. But are you? I mean, when you're skipping films, you don't watch every film, and then you walk into Endgame without seeing. And there were people who walked into Endgame that did not see Infinity War. Oh my god, that had to be so freaking confusing. Yeah. you know, but they did it. People did it. You know, it's like I mean, you, but that's we've I've talked about this before. That was the miracle of Infinity War Endgame was that Endgame was the first film in the entire franchise, in my opinion, since Iron Man, that you absolutely could not get away with just walking into. Every other film had a way to just bring you to right where they were. But you could have watched Avengers, Ultron. Infinity War. What I'm saying Civil is, War. if you had not seen Infinity War, the whole central plot. No, I agree with. The, no, I agree with that. But that I mean, was the only time they've done it, though. But you don't have to have watched Thor one and two. No, not necessarily. Yeah, you don't have to have seen the Incredible Hulk and, and Iron Man one. And well, and that's the so that's what I tell people when they ask me about it. Like people who aren't super hardcore, they'll be like, "So how would you, how would you go about the whole thing?" I'm like, "Well, the central, the the Avengers films mm-hmm. are the central." the backbone of the MCU story, at least up to this point. And those are, think of those like your star Wars trilogy films. And then all the other stuff is all the side stuff, all the TV shows and the, but they're movies and you can watch them or not watch them at your leisure. There's a couple of them that are pretty significant, namely any of the Russo brothers stuff you should watch winter soldier civil war. But you could get away with skipping all of the individual pictures from all the other heroes if you wanted to. And you'd still get a great story. And uh, so I think, I guess, like, to kind of what you were, I thought you were going to go in one direction, Charles. Mm -hmm. If I were Kevin Feige and I wanted to sell Disney Plus. Well, that's an assumption. What? He wants to sell Disney Plus. 
No, that uh, you don't say something like that without trying to sell. Disney I didn't Plus. hear that in the in the person. You didn't the, hear that, that saying you no. should read the quote Disney Plus to understand all of the other films. No, I think he's that's where they're making content. What dude? We had the shows on Netflix. And As, they didn't tie in. But if they had tied in, you would have had to watch Netflix to understand the full did game. Did Kevin Feige ever tell you to go watch? Uh, I don't. I just. That's, I did not. I don't get that he was trying to shill he, Disney Plus so, with that statement. Right, so before the comma, first sentence before the comma. If you want to understand everything in the in future Marvel movies, everything. That's like going before they get rid of the EU. That's like reading all the Timothy Dazon books, and that's like reading the Dark Horse comics for Star Wars. If you want to understand everything, you've got to get into everything. Ever actually influenced the films? Yeah, it was always the film influencing. The oh, con- I recognize a goddamn dreadnought when it showed up in the last fucking Star Wars film. I'll just goddamn tell you because I read the book. So, right. oh god, yeah, it did influence. That, it. Had, that was for people who had read it, and you're talking. You're we're talking about original trilogy. Did yeah. not original trilogy was not influenced by EU. EU was influenced by trilogy original trilogy, and everything that came back came after that was fan service to the people that helped I still Star Wars propped up as a property for the mm. 10 years that there was no Star Wars movie. Yeah. There's a, there's a distinct difference there. And like and and I I I get what you're saying if you want to nitpick what everything what the definition of everything is, <laughs> what the definition of everything means. Like if you want every end joke or everything, that's not how I read that statement. I read that statement like if you want to know how Doctor Strange ends up in this position See, in the next Doctor Strange movie, you should have watched Wanda and Vision. I will honestly, I will happily change my position and apologize if it proves to be that. I do not believe, I'm with Phil, I do not believe they're going to change how the movies work. Because like I said, you, there are people who did not watch Black Panther or Thor that watched just the Avenger movies and got what they wanted out of it. And they understood the basics. Oh, these people showed up. Sure, that's what Avengers do. More people show up. Uh, I don't think that you're going to miss, Chris, you personally are going to miss anything if you don't watch WandaVision. It's not going to be previously, you know, Dr. Strange and the Portal to Hell or whatever the fucking movie is called. It's not going to open up with previously on WandaVision and then parole the credits of the Marvel film. I think Black- it's going to be Black Panther watchable. didn't have an Infinity Stone. Thor 2 did. I mean, so you're but you didn't about, need to know that. Talking about, you're already talking about two distinct differences in them. You didn't need to know necessarily. And that was in a stinger. Thor, it wasn't even in the main movie, really. No, it was not the movie. The stinger yeah, is where they dropped the it off. That was the principal point. Of the they, movie. I'm sorry, they dropped it off so, in the stinger. So God, uh, I would, I would almost argue that Captain America, you need to to follow just because of where the cosmic. But there's people who didn't. That's true, but if you're, gonna, if you're just going to say that the, the the minority of everything is your solution to no no no. I'm saying that they're trying to the normies, the, here. the the average viewing audience, like my wife, they may or may not watch it, but I think they'll get what they need to get out of it. I don't think the people who care to understand everything, like us here, are not going to be on Disney Plus anyway and watching and these shows because we want to watch the shows. Nor- so the, the way I read that is, you're not going to understand. Wanda, who is a key character in Doctor Strange 2, you're not going to understand the full relevance of her plot line in Doctor Strange 2 if you don't subscribe to Disney Plus and watch Disney Wanda, or uh, Vision Wanda, is the way that statement reads to me. Okay. 
And normies either they either going to care or not care. We bought our subscriptions. We were already in. And they're either going to sign up or not. For for me, everything predicates around the fact that he went out of his way to mention Disney Plus subscription. Like, that is the kind of shit you see when somebody's sponsored on a YouTube video or a stream and they go out of their way to mention Well, he is owned by Disney. And that is their big thing they're pushing. it, w- it was a very clear plug. Uh, it, for me, if I were Kevin Feige, the way I would have probably approached that is just to be like anybody – like I would have just phrased it differently, a little more diplomatically and been like anybody who has a Disney Plus subscription is going to get some awesome stories that are going to feed right into the movies in the MC in the next phase of the MCU. That's what I would have said. That would have like – and for whether you're a hardcore or a casual, that's going to spark your interest. That's going to be like, wait, whoa. So this stuff's going to tie directly in. That sounds cool. I want to check that out rather than being told you're going to have to, or you're going to be left behind. The language was very firm and it was hopefully just a mistake. It was the intern that was writing for him. It was on a Friday (laughs) and it was 45 minutes before they had to leave for the weekend. Wasn't it an interview or whatever? It was. Phil, stop trying to be a peacemaker. Jail and Brack of you know again. <laughs> I, I will. I will gladly change my position if it proves to be key hardcore information or in the shows that I'm going to send needed. you the most rotten. I know. I'll do it. I'll, I'll say you know what. Crow These dick suckers were right, on. and I'm sorry that I didn't let them suck my dick. It's my bad. Well, but you know, what, what's I think your semantics here. What's most important here is we don't get bait and switched like we did with Agents of Shield. Yeah, no, that I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. We were promised a show that was going to connect to the MCU, and it made half an effort and then lied to us for several years before they finally admitted. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're never going back to that. Well, like that—that's not a thing. And similarly with the Netflix stuff, like we we were promised something there and lied to. It was supposed to be connected, not as directly, but it was supposed to be connected. Hence all the references to what had happened in Manhattan and stuff like, yeah, you know, and we got a giant pile of fuck you at the end of it. We got some decent shows out of it. I'm not trying to say that everything Marvel has been bad, despite not being connected directly to the MCU. But if you're going to sell us a bunch of shows that are direct continuity with the MCU, you better fucking deliver and not come up short this time. Because you, yeah. you you fool me once, you know, fool me once. No, I definitely think that'd be the worst thing for Marvel as a company. And I don't know how much it would hurt Disney because Disney doesn't seem to be feasible by anything. But Marvel would hurt that if you pull that again with all the fans. Even my wife was like, she she thought she was kind of cheesy, but she could see where, like you were saying, they're making references and tying to the movies. And you even see a tie to Daredevil in one of the uh, episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. where uh, it, it, it's a newspaper. So it has the Devil's Hell Kitchen or it's a scroll on the screen. And so she's like, OK, I'll watch it because it's going to play into as soon as she found out it wasn't going to play into the movies. She was done, done with all of it other than the movies. And why wouldn't you be? Because exactly. it was so, such a train wreck, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely, totally different from everything else that was being done. So still is actually it's weird as fuck. Um, but yeah. So any other words, Phil, Chris? 
Yeah, you know, Chris, you, you're you're sitting like a brave man with the Mandalorian actually coming down for your bounty behind you. It's just, uh, <laughs> I applaud your steel steel nerve, sir. Uh, he, do, he doesn't have a puck in hand, so <laughs> he's got you know the what, tracker. He's got the bio tracker. You know, a buddy of mine, he was like, he's like, how dope would it be for the EU fans? He's like, if if that guy ends up being Jodo cast and the season finale ends up with Boba Fett fucking him up. <laughs> God, that would be brilliant. Like, I don't have enough nut stored up from the time I was a teenager until the day I die to blow. Everything is jizz with you, fuckos. What is your obsession? I would have to drink the ocean oh to get God. rehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> I oh never feel God. so old as when you boys go off on these jerk off sessions. Are you sure. offended by your sexuality, Charles? God, that's damn it, not buddy. sexuality. With you, fuckers, it's bestiality. <laughs> Wait, that, I'm Italian and I find that offensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, Ah, uh, Klaus, where can they find you on the web? Uh, Charles, I have spoken. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at SoapboxGSTU. Uh, you can find me every Sunday evening with this Italian chucklehead over here uh, playing Sea of Thieves. We have so much fun on Sundays. Uh, please come hang out with us. And, of course, you can find me on our new sh- my new show with Nicole. Crash Test Pilots, uh, hit us up on Twitter or look for us on your favorite podcatcher. We just recorded an episode covering Riverdale. It's kind of fun. Uh, we had a split take on it. Please go check it out. Phil. Uh, Imaginary Nomad everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Snapchat, Instagram with the one. I uh, normally go live every Tuesday night on the Imaginary Nomad stream at 9 p.m., but I am sick, so I miss this week. Catch me next week. And then GSTU Media on the Twitch for uh, Monday nights as Booze and Borderlands and Sunday night at the Trace Bro Migos of the Stream Apocalypto. And you can just find Chris uh, stalking Kevin Smith all across the nation as he does this reboot tour. Uh, Basically. Yeah. Which is honestly would not be a bad gig. Just show no, up at every meeting. I, I wish I could drive for them because yeah. they're they're driving themselves. I would totally just yeah. leave my life behind for a few months and drive for them. <laughs> you do that every three months or so anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Training or deployment or some shit. Where can they find you on the web though? Uh over at all the usual places that uh in all things wisdom and or Christoph Wisdom. One of those two in the places. <laughs> <laughs> Except for TikTok, because I haven't, I haven't gotten, oh, I haven't gotten over that hump where I actually create an account. No, I'm, I, I don't even I'm follow Taoshi on TikTok. <laughs> uh, I'm Rockin' Podcasting all across the social medias. At Twitter is at Rockin' Pod, uh, and look for this show in the new year on Twitch. I think that's going to be. We're toying with the idea of. We're going to talk more about it tonight after we got the show here, but we're toying with. Some soft launches during the holidays, but uh, we're all professional, so we want to make sure we're on a schedule and we get it right. So it's coming soon, and hopefully in January we'll be on the schedule. And you can see us live on Twitch, and that would be awesome. Uh, I think that's about it. Tune in next week to hear Chris Wisdom fuck off and say. You know, we haven't talked about this thing that we want to do, but let's go ahead and release it to the public. (laughs) It's called a teaser, you twat! (laughs) 